What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. We back in here. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back for money day. I got money. All right, we back in here. We got a great show for y'all today. We got like a, a nurse that was fired. For her job because I got money. All right, she was a, a part of the junior college trifecta, which is OnlyFans seeking or Instagram thottery. All right, that's what she was here. Uh, we got a great show today. We got the morning show. Um, if you guys are here early, what you're gonna see in the next couple of weeks is a reformatting of my show. I'm gonna be here early in the morning. Probably gonna run a longer format, run uh early morning show, and a late show is gonna be a little bit shorter. A lot shorter. All right. So we're probably going to go closer to three hours in the morning. And then as we get into the evening of a shorter format of show, 45 minutes to an hour. And then uh, over time, we'll see what's going to happen with that. So that's what's going to be happening in the next few weeks and uh, all of that stuff. So I'm going to enjoy this transition myself. And then, of course, you got the Monday and Thursday longest running podcast or longest running uh, show here on YouTube. Monday and Thursday can't go away from that. But uh, that's what's going to happen. So chill a little bit longer in the mornings. All right. So shout out to you. Appreciate y'all for that. I see y'all going in on the Raiders. All right. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Listen. All right. They 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 lost that game. Uh, I was at the game and I, I knew we were in trouble up 20-0 at halftime. I said, that's cool and all. But uh, yeah, that ain't going to be enough to put away any team in the NFL. And sure enough, they came out in the second half and it was it was it was a mess <laughs> it was a mess i was like you know as i as a lifelong raider fan i know that there's no need lead safe this this team is capable of doing just about anything and they did it they proved it they proved it i mean we have to be up 30 to 0 at halftime to think we got a lead a chance to win actually i said we need to be up 23 0 but um anyway uh it is what it is you know what i mean the giants are 2 and 0 so that tells you something it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was y'all's marriage on the line. He said the Cardinals look championship caliber. <laughs> anyway, the Giants are 2-0, and so that tells you how the first two weeks of the NFL matters. The Giants will be the Giants as well. But anyway, I'm not here to diss. I got to take the L. I got to take that L. That was L-deserving, and that might be an unrecoverable long-term season L. All right, but listen, I know whose fault it was. It's Jermaine's fault. Bottom line. That's what we're going to go with. It is what it is. All right. So uh, shout out to everybody. Good luck in your football season. The rest of the season, I'll be chilling. All right. So look, here's the topics for the day. We got four great topics. Remember, our morning stream is going to be a little bit more formatted, longer. Uh, four great topics today. We got uh, we got a straggling sniggle theater. We got straggling sniggle theater. We're going to have a rapper. A straggle is going to tell us. Something that I've been telling you, she's going to tell you about her body count being excessively high. And when she started, she's going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a uh, Democratic mammy out here basically saying you ain't black to you brothers out here. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. We got to check this out, man, because ahead of the midterms, we got a Democratic woman coming out here trashing you guys. All right. Trashing you brothers and hoping you guys simp and do as you're told. 
All right. That's what you do in your community. Don't think for yourself. Just do as you're told. All right. And so as she was trying to wrangle in the sympathy for the black vote, she ended up doing what typically the mammy will do is disrespect you. All right. They'll disrespect you in a shaming sense to reel you back in. And since we'll fall for it. All right. We, another, we got another one. The nurses that, that lost her job. And we're going to tell you why she lost her job because she had an OnlyFans account. That's not why she lost her job. We're going to go ahead and fill you in on that and then talk about why uh, the the sympathy parade, the people who are coming out and saying, oh, you shouldn't have lost your job. Those women, don't trust them. All right, don't trust them. And then our last topic is going to be a woman revealing that she's pregnant by her ex-husband, but she's married. All right, so we got we got that one. That could be straggling sniggle too. All right, listen. To let your voice be heard on today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, PayPal, backslash, I'm sorry, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And then if you want to super chat, super chats are enabled on the Notorious CGA channel. So if you're able to find that on there, uh, you can find it on my main page. Click to my main page right here. You'll see feature channels and there's four channels down there. Uh, one of them is the Notorious CGA. You can go over there, and it's it's simulcast, simulcasted over there. All right, so anyway, we got a great show, a lot packed in here. This is going to be a great weekend. If my air conditioning ain't working, all right, I'm going to take a timeout. Like the Raiders should have took a timeout at some particular point, but it is what it is. All right, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. The earlier contributors to today's show. We'll start over on Venmo because you guys are active, being involved. And being active over there, my friends overcharged me has a lot to say. He says, listening to that R&B stream, and I can't help but to think that CGA probably had that ready for the world, Jerry Curl, back in the day. That oh, Sheila. That oh, 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 Sheila. All right, he says, CGA with the W uh, column for you is fully loaded. I don't know if the W column for you is fully loaded. Once again, you're right, Dr. Umar. Went on a panel. Shout out to Dr. Umar. And they set him up. One of the panel speakers was, yes. who He was what? Yes, and he didn't know it. He says he was up there race simping, LOL. Now he's shuffling. What happened to Dr. Umar this weekend? Did he catch an L? Did he catch an L, a pro-black L? Who was the panel speaker? Was it a red pill? I'm not sure. All right, Mr. Friend, uh, my friends overcharged me. says, seeing you jamming to that Nelly love at the game. All right, I wasn't jamming. I was just recording it. But anyway, it reminded me of his lyrics. I'm a sucker for cone rows and manicured toes. Drafting them out of high school straight into the pro. Did he say that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Drafting them out of high school straight to the pro. Did he say that? Wow. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes we always have that. We are... <laughs> Did he say that? Anybody know? Is that is that the accurate lyrics? Wow. Shout out to Nelly. <laughs> right. Who was it? That's crazy. Oh, man. Shout out to uh, Nelly on there. He's drafting right into the junior college. A couple more. He says, uh, I'm disappointed in the coach gang. I watched the full R&B stream and never brought up the red pill lyrics. Oh, no, we did. Uh, uh, yes, yes. The orange juice Jones, the rain. Yeah, that was towards the end. And anyway, shout out to you. And he said he was multitasking. Albert Ingram. Also says, Coach is right once again. The politicians on MSNBC. The MSNBC. New, 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 new world order. Um, it says right here, the politicians on MSNBC told black men they need to stop listening to Kevin Samuels and other men in the manosphere and vote 
Democrat. All right. Wow. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. Dating affects politics. Like you said, he says you can't say you're red pilled about women and not life. So you guys better wake up. Uh, it's all tied together. I know people are like, you're social political. I love when they go in there. Your social political is way off, but you're 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 a genius when it comes to dating. I'm like, bro, it's one in the same. It's one in the same. I know you guys want to live this segmented, segregated life where this doesn't affect this. Um, I'm sorry. It's not gonna work that way. All right, we got um we got a couple more over here. Let me get the super chat. Clarence Gaston. I can say your name over there, right? Because that's the name of your channel. What's up, coach? The Raiders had a junior college girl student waiting for them after the win, and they fumbled the bag and ended up with a 47-year-old single mother. And we all do that. <laughs> we all do that. Shout out to the coach gang. We all do that. We go on Tinder. I'm going to only swipe right on the hotties. And then all of a sudden, you swiping right on soggy, soggy midsections and soggy titties and soggy asses. All right. You're like, all right, let me just get, let me just get off the snide. Real quick, Classy Beats says, happy money day. That ain't it. I got money. He says, women are the greatest survivalists, and this is their new viral strategy. Yep, start a Lonely Fans, get fired. Lonely Fans goes viral. They get rich. It's sadly brilliant. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's one of the things that I was going to point out. It's one of the greatest marketing tools that you can have. All right, uh, that one that one Dominican Puerto Rican teacher that had very shapely. I covered her. She is very curvy. And I said, she's using this as a marketing tool. All these women are just mad at me. And then she went on social media, went on and did interview after interview after interview. She put out video after video after video. And what people under don't understand is this is a way to market yourself. They use the sympathy. They get people to come over to their page. Oh, you got OnlyFans too. Oh, we'll support you. Oh, we'll do this. Don't let them fire you from your job. So that is a strategy that people are using to market themselves. I know everything's a grift. I know people want to say people are here for righteous purposes. We're going to talk about that too. Um, there's no one here for righteous purposes in, in America. Everybody's here for money. I got money. <laughs> Stop trying to separate the people who are here for righteous reasons. Oh, these people are here. They're they're the good. They're the moral. They're the righteous. Nobody's doing anything for good and moral purposes anymore. This is gone. Listen. I know people want to think everybody's here for morality. All right. Remember, I told you for a long time. I'm on the dark side. <laughs> I'm telling y'all what it is. And I like money. I got money. <laughs> Everybody's here to make the best possible life out of themselves. Now, some people will use morality, and I'm about the people. I'm the people's champion. Well, I'm the people's champion, but I'm the king of content too, and I'm also the black, the the Bruce Ban the Bruce Wayne of this ish, and I'm also the speaker of truth. But don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. There's no one here that is not trying not to get a bag. All right, everybody's trying to get a bag somewhere. Uh, we we noticed this uh, just like black lesbians. Ma I mean, black lives matters. Black lives matter. Oh, well, this is an organization that's going to help. A hundred million dollars later, everybody's like, huh? Everybody's like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What did they do with the hundred million? They swindled us again. People got to realize this. So when when people attack a person, let's just say a person is let's 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 say the only fans girl will get to that. But let's say Andrew Tate, they don't attack Andrew Tate because he's immorally corrupt, right? Or he's morally corrupt. 
or the people who are attacking him, they're not morally the, the standard. It's like, oh, his morals are all, so let's attack him. They're not doing that. They're doing that. Many people attack him because they see him getting the bag. They see him winning. They see him winning in life. They like, okay, wait a minute. They see his confidence. Same thing with me. They say, man, this man's speaking confidently. Let's attack him. Oh, this man got a 9-11? Attack him. This man went into life? Get him. <laughs> right? They're like, nope. they're like, get him. Same thing with an OnlyFans person. The people who attack the OnlyFans per person at the job, they're not doing it because they're morally righteous. They're doing it out of jealousy. That's total, That's the number one motive. They're not like, oh, this is let's protect the institutions around and the children. No. <laughs> they're not doing it. And so there's two things that we have to understand. There's good and evil. There's yin and yang. But what you have to understand is most of the time, the person that we're trying to, the person that people are trying to take down, they're trying to represent the forces of good. Oh, I'm trying, I'm the forces of good. Let's take this down because we want to protect what? Society? What are they protecting? <laughs> what are they protecting? They ain't protecting nothing. They're not the forces of good. They're the forces of evil, which is F-O-E. Forces of evil. Foe. They're the foe. They're the bad guys. All right. Most of the time, they're trying to represent themselves as good, and they're nothing but bad. All right. Shout out to, uh, we got a couple more. Hang tight. I can't pronounce that. It's Roscoe De Soul. He says, XX's go where there is better benefits. Internet and corporations are better than submitting to one man. Yeah. They go to where the benefits are. And the benefit, the men, men don't provide benefits at all. Not to women, they don't. I don't, I, I don't blame women for choosing what they're choosing. What I say over here is don't rescue their ass when it falls apart. Right? That's my whole thing. All right. My whole thing is don't rescue them when it falls apart because they made their choice. U.S. Army retired. My girlfriend and I are watching your stream together in 29 Palms, California. He says, and she wanted me to say, or sorry, she wanted me to stay with her so I can save the community one step daddy at a time. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Goodness. All right, that sounds fantastic, doesn't it? That sounds like a fantastic job. All right, let's go over to, we still got a couple more here, Cash App. Shout out to David McFarlane in the building. Appreciate you, brother. All right, Wayne is in the building. He says, attention breakdown, Justin Timberlake reference. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Shout out to CEO. He said, thank you for the Lilith video. The Lilith video, go ahead and check that out. It's on the main channel, but I cover Lilith quite a bit. Jeremiah Franz says, ever doing the tour, Columbus, Ohio. Hashtag Raider Nation in the building. Um, uh, we'll see, man. I got I to gotta know where who to tap in with when I get to Columbus and Thuganati and Cleveland. Um, let me know who to tap in. Do I have to go to the East 99? It's where you find me slinging a yayo, baby. Do I got to tap in? Who do I tap in with when I get to the Columbus so they don't snatch my chain? Because I've been dissing Columbus for quite a long time, and I'm sure people are hot. I don't know if you know, these people are after me. <laughs> There's people after me. People in India, when I did that Indian woman accent, oh, they after me. United Kingdom's after me. The whole damn world's after me. So I don't know who to tap in. I got to check in when I get in. Make sure you check in. CGA, oh, okay, okay. All right, shout out to XL Pro Services in the building. We got you, man. Yeah, check in. <laughs> East 99 is where you find me swinging at yayo, baby. Cleveland is the city where we come from, so run, run. 
I got to pull up. He said, he said, you got to pull up. Just pull up. All right. That's what they say. Yeah. Pull up, son. Yo, Sean, pull up. Don't worry, Sean. We got your back, Sean. Rat a tat 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 like that all of a sudden. Oh, Sean, we thought you had your back, Sean. Am I checking in with somebody and then y'all telling the hoodlums on the back? What? Mm. All right. Shout out to uh, Moose Hefner. We got three more. He says, I hang, I hung out with my married homeboy this weekend. We went to a bar to watch the fight and ended up at the script club. He got drunk and started firing off complaints about his marriage. I was like, damn, coach was right again. Get a married man drunk and he'll tell you the truth about marriage. If you did not see my read my book, it's free. 52 things that all men should do prior to considering marriage. That was one of the things. That was one of the 52. I said, you got to get a married man away from his wife. Away, You got to get him from being sober. Liquor him up and, get, and put young, nice, thick-thighed women around him. And he's going to tell you all the truth you need to know. Okay, he's going to tell you everything he needs to know. 511 things. I should change the book to 511 things. You're right about that. That's all it takes. See, a married man is like this. How is marriage? Marriage is fine. I love my wife. YouTubers on here. Marriage is fantastic. You just got to know it's going to be good and do as she says. She wears the pants in the family. Happy wife, happy life. All right. I like my routes to work. I take the same route to work. Chris Rock style. I like to barbecue. Barbecue is the favorite. I don't smoke. I don't use charcoal. I use gas grills. Mm. This is the best gas grill. When your when your when your when your ox when your gas tank runs out, I go refill it with another gas tank. Mm. Meep, 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 bark, bark. Get take his ass out. Take his ass out away from his kids and wife. Long way away. Another area code. Another. Zip code, another county, take his ass cross county line and liquor his ass up. Then put some young junior college girls around him. Lap dancing, licking his neck, right? Talking about they'll swallow all the succeed. I bet you real fast, he'll be like, God dang, man, this woman crazy, Sean. He'll snap out. He'll be like, <laughs> he start glitching. All right. Take all of these dudes. Where's Hafiz? Hafiz, come hang out, bro. I got something for you, bro. No, I'm going to give you two more years. Two more years. All right, Hafiz, go ahead. Two more years and then come hang out with me. And I know what you like because I think y'all from the South somewhere. I'm going to take you for Find some thoroughbreds. Put that thing on you. Put that sunshine on you. I know a girl who peace leaves so good. She threw it in the air and it turned into sunshine. I put sunshine on your ass. Okay. I put sunshine on your. I'll put them on. I'll put her on you, and you be calling your wife. All right, sell all my stuff. Sell my motor. Sell my motorcycle. I ain't coming back. Mm. <laughs> Don't let me do it. I know how to do it. I'll put that on you, and then you you be going back to your wife looking silly. Oh, I love you, wife. I love you. And I'll be looking at your ass like, mm -hmm. you sure did love her last night, wasn't you? When you were roar all on that girl. <laughs> when you roared and you later, I ain't roared like that in a long time. Because, you know, when you roar with your wife, it'd just be like, roar. It'd be like, purr. <laughs> my, my. 
you roar at your wife, you'd be like, <clears throat> that's what it sounds like, like you about to die. <laughs> you'd be like, getting your last stroke in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You thinking of all the girls you didn't see? You thinking of sunshine? You still can't get it all. <clears throat> Soon as you go out with that little girl, you'd be, Anyway, <laughs> he said, sell a house, sell a motorcycles, all of that. But you're right, Blue Sefner. I'm telling you how it works. Do I've been married for a long time. I know how it works. We got three more. All right. Sizzo in the building. What did you say? He says, I got money. I got money. Shout out to he says, these junior ch college chicks are getting desperate. I had a chick straight up walk up to my table at the bar yesterday and ask me for my number all in front of my date too. Damn. He says, and what made it funny is that she was about it. She wanted that clappity clap. Shout out to the, the feature gang, wake up free agents. Shout out to you. I hope you was by uh, UCF. All by UCF, man. Babe, next time I come to Orlando, UCF, it's gonna be Liddy. I'm telling you, I'm gonna turn UCF upside down. <laughs> Line them up. Kaylin says, What's up, coach? What happened to your Raiders yesterday? Thankfully <laughs> for me, my Rams didn't suffer the same fate. All right, shout out to the Lambs. We got uh, one more, and then I'm gonna get on with the show. Okay, we got straggling Snickle Theater coming up right here. No government name says the Working Man Podcast. Please slam these vote blue no matter what ninjas. I saw that clip too. Black men telling us, BMs telling us to get our butts out there, butts back to the plantation. But is that BMs or BWs? Are BMs saying it too? How tragic. How tragic, man. This is actually, what a world to live in. Um, people think we are really uh, free and uh, we've been free for a long time. This this freedom experiment for a lot of us is fairly, fairly new. And we're going to start off with... We're going to start off with Straggle and Sniggle Theater, all right? We're going to start off with Straggle and Sniggle Theater here. That 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 politics thing could be Straggle and Sniggle Theater, too, okay? But, hey, wait a minute. It should be this one. All right, shout out to the editors here, all my editors. All right. Remember I told you. Now, this one's a, she's an excess of Straggle, so it kind of, you know what I mean? You got to take it with a grain of salt. All right, hold on for a second. Uh, but this woman, remember I tell you that, uh, Women in certain demographics start sexually very young. Unfortunately, many times they're forced to do it very young, meaning, number one, uh, someone in their family might exploit them. Or number two, their mother might do something to accelerate their desire for sexuality, meaning leave them alone at home and leave them around relatives or leave them around babysitters. And then the kids will start experimenting. So you, in essence, leave the young woman unprotected and then um, somebody will come in. And many times it's a slightly older young person. So if the person's 10, 11, 12, then the, the other counterpart, the male, will be 14, 15, 16, right? So there's that, that thing that's going on there. Both of them are unmonitored, unprotected. The single mother's running around here. I can raise the kids and really just leaving them unprotected, not watching them. And then these people start experimenting with each other. And so thus, I said, this demographic, the women start, their sexual progression very young so the south the midwest a lot of these areas they start very young now this woman is going to be indicative of that she's a young woman 
she started off as a rapper or she's a rapper, but she's going to tell you exactly what I've been telling you. Does this apply to all women? Women? No, but this is something to look out for when you're looking at certain demographics. Let's go ahead and roll. Oh, the film. Let's go ahead and roll the film. Uh, this is obviously her name is rapper Diamond the Body. <laughs> Diamond the Body. And she reveals she's had over, we'll tell you, she's going to tell you what she revealed, but when she lost her virginity. Somebody said the Dominican Republic does that too. Yep, this is going to be from Spiritual Word, which I believe I was featured on there in the last month or so. But let's go ahead and roll the film. Raw, like, bitch, probably two, two bands, two, two thousand. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to go back here. Let's go back. This shared by KT King on CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. I'm just telling my truth, okay? I've been literally, I remember I lost my virginity at 12 years old. 12. I remember the boy, everything. I remember the whole day like it was yesterday. 12 years old, guys. That's pretty young. That is fairly young. That's actually younger than the average. The average is 15 in our country. Like, by 15, uh, a good 50%, a good 50% of young ladies are already sexually experimenting, right? And a lot of us were like, that's young. Well, historically, young teenagers were not considered kids. And not only that, in our real recent past, people started families at 15. I mean, not families. People started um, becoming av available for pregnancy by 15, 16, 17. Like, it's just in our recent time. Somewhere around the 1970s and the 80s where we've upped this limit to where somebody should be thinking about this at 21, 22, 24, 25, right? In our mind, in our religious purity mind, we think that teenagers are having no sex or desire to have it. And that's not true. As a matter of fact, if you look at the virgin, the story of Mary uh, and Joseph, if you look in the Bible, age-wise, these people were 14, 15, and 16. No older than that. So with that being said, in our mind, we thinking these people aren't experimenting or, or aren't tempted, but society-wise, these are the people having the most interactions. It's a weird thing, other than 40-year-olds. 40-year-olds out here, out here heathens as well. But this is not uncommon in a lot of demographics. 12, that's sad. So when you show up, most of you guys are virgin and incels. That's what they believe over here. They think you're not having any contact. You're not having any contact until 18, 19, or 20. Most of these young girls in many of these demographics are starting age 12. And who do you think it's with? Pookie. Pookie. Continuing. But um, 12, bitch, to now. Mm, it's, it's been a lot. Girl, is it just my body count for not. just niggas or niggas and bitches? Well, uh, here we go. And she's, Okay. I, I was going to comment on her body, but not going to. So obviously she's mentally done. If you start at age 12 and you have a high body count, now we're counting if it's ninjas or britches. I mean, this is the type of person we're talking about. Okay. So this is kind of how the damage ends up working is that you're known for this and people start looking out for you for this. And that's what you are. You just stay you're just a sperm receptacle at this particular point. And then they start experimenting. And I would want to know how old she is. She's probably no older than 24. Everybody. Mm. Uh, I would say like, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I say like 2000 <laughs> to be real honest. With, like if you put niggas in bitches, I don't fuck a lot of bitches too. 
So I be fucking niggas. I be fucking bitches. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. She said 2000, including the bridges, including the bridges, 2000. So, uh, fresh, she put you to shame, Sean. She doubled you up. So you might want to catch up a little bit, but, uh, you're always going to get a STD at this particular point, 2000. I mean, you can't swap that many bodily fluids without one. So I'm sure she's a, she's experienced, experienced some of that. Let's continue here. In. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna front. Like, I'm gonna I'm keep it blood raw. Like, bitch, probably two. Two bands. Two, 2,000 bitch sexual partners. Absolutely. Yeah, it is what it is. You know what? Hey, only God can judge me. I don't give a fuck, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only God can judge me. That's not necessarily true in this situation. A lot of people will judge you for that. And listen, I'm not saying you're wrong for that. You gotta live the life that you want to live. And do what you got to do. And let me just tell you, that 2000 is going to include pay for play. That 2000 is going to include when she walked on Figueroa. That 2000 is going to include producers, um, MCs that she got in the industry with. That 2000 includes all of that. It doesn't mean that uh, these guys were all pookies. And then the women. Um, she actually brings up an, another point in which a lot of women do experiment with other women. I know people are like, no, no, not necessarily. Well, the violation is not the same. Like if a man experiments with a man, we already know kind of what happens. There has to be some significant leaps and lines crossed with women. Not so much. They can touch each other, kiss and rub each other and all that stuff. And it not really considered as similar as, as it is for men. You don't really cross it. It's a really big line. And uh, when alcohol is involved, all rules fly out the window. So a lot of women soberly will say, "Nah, I would never do a such, such a thing like that. But then when you're drunk, you're on a girl's trip, you're feeling each other, you're vibing, you're twerking on each other at the dance floor, at the club, trying to get male attention. When you go on, it kind of carries on. Well, well, man, you kind of felt good, baby. You know, women love to touch on each other. Men, men, this is not a thing. You ever see that? Women love to touch on each other all the time. They'll be like, oh, let me feel your boobs. Let me feel your booty and all that stuff. It's, oh, wait, booty, booty. What happened? Somebody said, can, can you do the math? On what? On the what? What part? What what part do I need to do the bath on? Which one is the women? Oh, somebody said times it by three. Um, nah, I would just say it's two thousand. Boy, I'm gonna tell you. And she's never had a job, so a person that has a job cannot fornicate with two thousand people. It's, it's it's impossible. It's impossible. If you have a job and you focused on your career, there's no time. So I could focus on my career. There's no way. There's no way you could possibly get in 2,000 people. Uh, somebody will figure that out. How many days did it would take for you to do that? Maybe she is over 2,000. Maybe she is. It's crazy. That's messy. But that's messy. But I've given you the indicators also, and we'll close it on this one. I've given you what you should count when you count. Um, a woman's body count because she's the one making herself available for it. And she always has people hounding her for it. So if she doesn't have any direction, she's misguided and undecided about life. She doesn't know where she's going. She's spontaneous. She lives day by day. It only takes 15 minutes at the least for this to occur. And they can do this on a repetitive basis throughout the day. Like men can't do this. We can't keep up with them sexually in this mindset. Like we can't do it five times a day. They can 
they can sell it five times a day and still go back home with a blank stare. If we had, we tried that, we could try that for two days and then the rest of the week we'd be off. So the way they can do this and transact this and also um, basically shut themselves off, sometimes they need drugs, sometimes they need alcohol or ecstasy. Sometimes they could just say, okay, I'm doing this for money. Sometimes they could say, I'm doing this for pleasure. They could do this on, I mean, it, it doesn't end. It's an endless cycle that they can go on and left unmonitored and left without any decision about life. They could just, they could just do this at will. But that being said, who knows what the number could be? Who knows what the number could be? We can't keep up with them. They can, they can do this on a repetitive basis. And they always have a person desiring it. I don't care how ugly this person is, how ugly you think the person is, how much of a scab-peeling skeezer she might appear to be. It does not matter. Somebody's going to want to hit it. Multiple people are going to want to hit that. With that being said, it's going to be hard if she does have a high sex drive herself or she's been assaulted or touched early in life or exposed to sex early in life. That number could be anything. Dude, I've known girls. I've known girls that have had multiple guys in one day. And they weren't selling it. They were just letting dudes come over and smash. <laughs> I mean, just. I knew a girl in high school that was this. She was letting dudes just come run through her. It was like, well, and dude, by then, back then, I think I was a senior and she might have been a freshman or a sophomore. She was letting dudes run through her. I was like, like dudes, she was like, oh, there were three dudes. And then, I, then I'll then tell you about Sarah as well. But there was, she was like, there was one time uh, she was letting this dude hit. And then she he brought three, two of his friends. And she was like, uh, you know, I just let them all hit. She was a mixed girl, and we were all in a kind of a white neighborhood. So she was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I was like, what? Man. He says nothing wrong with it. No one did. Yeah. Yeah, but then the only problem it, with it is, and I don't have a problem with it. If that's what you want to do with your life, that's what you want to do with your life. The problem becomes... When that person then tries to sell them off as a wife. And that's you. Yeah, all together, one by one. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've been there. So listen, I knew, I've known a few girls like that in high school, okay? And I was in one of the rooms. I will tell you if I partake, took or not. But that's the problem. Ladies, if you want to live that life, fine. The problem is when they try to say, uh, I'm wife material. And that's you. No. You're a concubine at best. I mean, that's the best that I can show you. You're you're a concubine. At worst, there's a whole bunch of names that you could be called after that. Anyway, let's get it to a couple of more. Oh, why did I put that up? Or when they say they're a good woman. No, I'm sorry. That ship is sailed. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's there's no bat. There's no coming back from that. You're not getting married. Nobody's gonna marry you up. And uh, man, that's the damage people do. To themselves. We got uh super chat. Let me see if I can pop that on the screen. Because people are like, you ain't really got no super chats. <laughs> okay. Yeah, something like that. Nah, it's too far back. Somebody said gross. Dude, I've seen it several times. Just in high school, I've seen several girls that was reckless like that. I was like, Gah. and then dude, she was letting, she was letting musty ninjas hit. White boys. I mean, it didn't even matter. Dudes that you was looking like, you let him hit? 
And this woman, let me just tell you, this woman, their her parents were rich. So her her father was a white guy. Never seen him in my life. Her mother was Jamaican. She was like Jamaican. I saw her a couple times. And they had a big ass mansion in the back of kind of like uh, close to Calabasas between the Gora Hills and Calabasas. <clears throat> I used to drop her off at the house. Mm. See, I was a senior. I had a car. <laughs> I used to drop her off at her house. And so her mother would be there, but was not really there. And so she'd be like, oh, drop me off right here. Come up, come up. She told me to come up. Yeah, she was a carry bean. <laughs> so I would drop her off at the house. I'll take you home. She was like, can you take me home? I was like, can I take you home, girl? I can take you home, girl. <laughs> so I would drop her off and um, just take her upstairs. Mom didn't care. Dad was never there. And she would just be. And it was no, it was no lead in. It was no kiss. It was no awkwardness. She just come up into the crib, just start taking her clothes off. Come on in, get you some. <laughs> like, wow. Serving it up. Come on in. She was like, come on in. She just start taking her clothes off, hop in the bed, jump in. It was like what she did. And I knew she, her mind was kind of bad. Like you was just looking at her like, and she was a pretty, she was pretty girl. She wasn't ugly. She wasn't ugly. She wasn't excessively pretty. She had the features that she could be very good looking. But of course, we're talking about high school. All right. Henry Brazilia says, I'm in Cleveland. Tap in with me. All right. But ain't much out here. All right. No, I want you to know what the East 99. All right. And he says, my best friend not allowed to answer my calls when she's around. He says he wants out, but he's staying for the kids. Damn. And that's you. We tell you that in marriage, guys. There's a lot of married people staying for the kids. Yeah, her self-esteem was actually very, very low. All right, but in high school, you don't care about none of that. Billy the Kid says, Coach, if uh, she's from New York, the average is around 12. Yeah, but but yes. But people don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're dealing with a New York chick and she's above 30, yeah, she's been starting out very young, especially if she grew up in any project. Any any housing project, they start young. Deadly Raver 2000, she should change her name to Diamond the Body Catcher. Keep doing your thing, CGA. Free agent for life. All right, Domain Stickum, she got more bodies than King Solomon. Damn. Sad. Sad. Rational Irrationality says if a girl is musty, she attracts Dusty. <laughs> oh, man. Another thing is these people don't take care of their bodies as you believe them to be, especially if they start young. Um, they don't take care of their bodies. Like they don't, they're not cleanly. They're, you know, they, they don't wash up. They don't be like, let me take care of myself and wash up after I'm done. You know, <laughs> all bad. All right, Brian Horsley in the building. Thank you, sir, for being here again. Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you T-Mac. He says, for this knowledge, bring the brother Hafiz home. We're going to bring you all home, man. But he knew. He knew what he was getting into. Uh, let's see here. Keys. 86. Oh, Keys since 86. Coach, how many Cardinal fans got beat up? <laughs> in um, Las Vegas, Raiders fans don't get busy like that. All right. That's when they're in Los Angeles or on the road. All right. For some reason in Las Vegas, the crowd is much muted um, because, first of all, it's a lot more expensive. And to be fair, 
it's mostly 60-40, like it's 60-40 uh, with the fans because so many people travel to Vegas. So we really don't have, a, I mean, a significant home field advantage because there's a lot more other fans there. But when we go to L.A., it's always 80-20, no matter if we're playing the Rams or the Chargers. So then the SA showed up. You know, the essays is the ones who be out there acting up. Okay, let's see here. We got uh, Brian Horsley says, do you prefer that we watch your live stream on the Free Agent Life- Lifestyle channel or Notorious? You can stay. I mean, if the only people that should be watching over there or need to be is the people who want a super chat. Okay, it doesn't matter because I delete the stream on Notorious anyway. Right after the stream, I delete it. So you can hang out over here. Okay, W Burley says, I went to the underground. Wait, I went to the undergrad, to the undergrad. I said underground. That's why my reading's bad. I went to the undergrad with Umar. He was all about the sloppy yogurt in college. He's full of it. Keep preaching. Oh, throwing Umar under the bus. Dr. Umar, you hear that? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So he liked that sloppy yogurt. You know what? I've had this philosophy about the pro-black. I've had the I've had this philosophy about the pro black. I know deep down inside they love white women. They love white women. Okay, they love them. I know this. I mean, because I went through my pro black phase and I was like, oh yeah, man, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, and the black woman's god. And the black woman, this ain't no woman better looking than the black woman. I said all that stuff when I was like eighteen, listening to X Clan and Public Enemy half nation of Islam, half Muslim, half Hebrew Israelite, half pro-black, all mixed up. We didn't know where we was going. Deep down inside, I wanted me some, woo! I wanted to go to the sorority house. (laughs) The secret to the pro-black, or the pro-whack, let's just call it the pro-black, pro-whack, is they love them some white woman. They love them. They want one. But they can't because they talk themselves out of it. So publicly, they can't have them one. Oh, but they love them. Yeah, Malcolm, even Malcolm X. Malcolm X had him some. He used to love him some flatbacks. Go, go look, go look at the movie Malcolm X. All he was with was redhead uh, flatbacks. I'm try, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm just letting y'all know, man. I've been there, done that. I hung around all them pro wax, and then all of a sudden they see them a white girl, and they be like, "Oh God, milk of magnesia." I got to have her, and it'd be the ugliest, crookedest nose white girl you could find. You'd be like, <laughs> "Yep, oh milk of magnesia, I need you. I want you in my life. Your skin, your hair, you." <sighs> Your hair smell like fruits and berries. Then they get around the sisters. I ain't never going to have me no pink toes. I would never had all those six, mid six o'clock straight up and down. I never had that cave woman. That woman come from the caves and hills of Europe, the Caucasus mountain. I never had that beast. <laughs> they, be like, <laughs> they be trying to throw her under the bus. Oh, can you tear that skin? Oh my God. They smell like wet chickens. They call them all of that. But when they be behind them, they be behind them. They be, oh, Lord, your hair. Oh, never trust them. <laughs> and my man called them out. <laughs> oh, you know who's a class? I don't want to call him out. What was that brother, the, the brother that was on the street? The black woman guy. He blew up on YouTube. 
What was that dude? And then he went out to California. He went out to California and went nuts. He saw them white girls. See, that's why I keep telling you, brothers. I keep telling you, brothers. Y'all need to come to Cal. Go across Colorado and go west. You guys that don't go west of Colorado and you've been to L.A. one time and you went to the Valley. All right. Go go live west of Colorado. When where there's nine percent black people in the entire region combined. You guys that are east of Colorado, you don't get it. Because y'all be like, how could you date and how could you? I'm like, you're not even here, bro. When you come over here, even sisters don't even care about. There's no loyalty between race on the West Coast. There's no loyalty. Like in your area, you got the pockets of black folks and the pockets of white folks. The pockets of white folks is out in Greenville and you're in the bottoms. You're never going to cross section each other. And you have, if you cross over there, one or one either side's got to bring them over to a side where there's 50% representation of black folks. There's no demographic like that west of Colorado. So there's no loyalty. There's everybody's kind of mixed already. You're in a mixed demographic mostly already, unless you're in the extreme suburbs. And then if you're in the extreme suburbs, black folks don't have any loyalty. There's no, hey, we got to stick together out here in the suburbs. There's none of that. Not even between <laughs> between men and women. There's none of that. Every now, even brothers will walk smooth by you. Brothers in this, he have a polo shirt on, looking like he going to play golf, like OJ. He'll see you fully face, fully shaven, and he's got on glasses, nerd glasses. He see your monkey ass coming. He see you coming down the street. He'll walk smooth by you, head up, looking the other way. He ain't like, hey, brother, hey, brother. And he'll have a snow bunny on his arms. So people don't realize that there's when you go west, there's none of that. There, there's none of that what y'all feel in Philadelphia and Newark and Rochester and Milwaukee and Chicago. There's none of that. Birmingham, Atlanta, there's none of that. And people do not get it. So when people cross over racial lines, they there's no sim, there's very few semblances of you can't do that. Even between whites and Asians, there's nothing. Everybody just kind of gets together. Now, the only people who are going to buck, the only people who are going to buck is old black women, number one, and then old Latino men, okay? Old Latino men. Old Latino men are going to buck if you show up with their daughter and older Asian men or women. Now, these people 60 and over, if you show up, and her poppy got the ranchero hat and a big ass belt buckle. And he know about a couple of words of English. And you show up with his little daughter. Yeah, he going to buck. <laughs> he go. He might not say <laughs> he might not say nothing in front of you. But as soon as your ass leave, pinchy me out there. He going to be calling you all kind of day. Oh, man, they go. Let her. Uh-uh. They are not letting. Her get away with the cowboy boots. He got the cowboy boots and he got a belly sticking over right here. And he wearing corduroys and he got a flannel shirt. No matter if it's 98 degrees and a hat, a cowboy hat, him right there, that poppy. <laughs> he ain't letting that happen. No, you ain't having my daughter. Hell no. Hell no. That's Those people are going to buck. If they're under 50 and below, it's a fair game. And people don't get that. <laughs> He got the big old cowboy. His belt looked like a wrestling championship belt from the 1970s. That dude right there, 
he ain't letting it go down. <laughs> anyway, shout out to you. Anyway, he said he got the lopes on. But that dude will be cool as hell with you at the Raiders game. At the Raiders game, we brothers. He like, hey, brother, hi, how are you? You know, he, he, he cool as hell with you at the Raiders game. But show up with his daughter. Mm. He like, uh-uh. Pichi Mayate. He gonna be like, uh-uh, no, I'm sorry. And Negrito? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Poppy. No, Poppy say no. Poppy ain't even having a conversation with you. Mommy coming in. Oh, come on, Mommy. Mommy's in there just as racist as Poppy, but she gonna cook you up some food. Those are the only people that's gonna buck. Old black women who really, like, you've been here before. And old Latino men and then old Asian couples, they're going to buck. Now, when you get into the richer classes, obviously, they want to stay with their own. So it's to be expected. <laughs> All right. Anyway, where are we at here? We just having fun. Oh, man, I'm going to be way behind. All right. Who thinks I'm lying? Who says I'm lying? I know people are like, this is not true. This is reprehensible. All right, shout out to Eddie. He says, your local stream was spot on. I had a girl that would charge uh, 150 to 200 for an hour, but ended the session as soon as I busted. He says, they were lazy in bed and always rushed it. Decided pay, uh, pay for play is uh, in Baltimore isn't it and went monk mode. Yep. At some point, you'll go through that and be like, this ain't it either. You're not getting what you want. And really, you're not getting what you want on either way. Loud pockets coaching. Sorry, I'm late. Gavin Newsom is sticking me. For my motorcycle and car tags, can my Steelers get the tuba? They they should they wasn't gonna do nothing anyway. Shout out to you. And then Travis says, uh, just imagine, coach, you're likely talking to someone's wife. The girl from high school is probably married to a simp who thinks she's a queen. I know a girl that that like that who got married. Sad, sad reality. And there's some ladies watching me. No, you know your past. You know who you married. Let me do, uh, I'll do a couple of PayPal's and then get, get back on with the show. This is, uh, oh, go check out the Working Man's podcast. Shout out to you. And we only speak the truth here. And we also, doesn't apply to everyone, right? This doesn't apply to all women, right? But it applies to a lot of them that have sold themselves off. You'll see it on the last segment. Delta Fox, the lesbian here. He says, I rented a Super GR on Turo for the weekend. Runs really smooth and it accelerates well for a Toyota. If I get one next year, I'm going to put the sticker that says no fat chicks in the building. Yes, they can't fit in it anyway. The car doesn't even have a roof. Wait, the car doesn't even have a roof handle to pull yourself out of the car. I asked the owner about the cost of the tires after watching your 911 video. And he said they're about 400 each. So go ahead and multiply that. You're looking at, you know, 1600 just for tires. And that is just the tires. That is not even to put the tires on, rotate them, balance them, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, indeed. Mr. McMillie says, it's like every woman today is a head case. It's scary. Well, listen, this is the problem with people dating so late in the game, right? Past 30, 35, and they're still dating. They're still trying to find the one soulmates. I've been saying we don't, we shouldn't be dating at this old age. It should be the exception to the rule. However, there's too many people of an advanced age that are dating. What people should be doing in their 30s and 40s 
is number one, raising their kids. This is what I'm preaching. But the idea that we can fumble our lives and then bring all of this baggage to another person who has excess of baggage themselves and merge is ridiculous. And this is why people are frustrated because too many old people are dating. You should be raising your kids with a mate that you selected in a monogamous relationship. This is how it should be. And then once your kids are raised, you should be focused on getting them through into their adulthood and then raising your grandkids, enjoying the fruits of your le your legacy and your, your labor. Unfortunately, we cast away people who we procreate with. There's people who procreate with e each other and then cast the person away in six weeks once the baby's delivered or within two years, which we call the praying mantis. And then they're out there, I need to find my soulmate. Like, mm. yeah, we should be building wealth, raising grandkids, sitting on a swing set, drinking sweet tea in Savannah, Georgia in the middle of July. What the hell? But no, we got people out here trying to say, I still got it. 40 is the new 20, still partying, still smoking, still snorting coke, still fornicating. And then they want to say, once they, once, once they settle down, they want to say, what happened? Where did all the men You go? people are toxic. This is why the people that have gone free agent lifestyle or MGTOW, they got it because they realize there's something greater and to keep trying to make this happen and work just for the off chance you meet your soulmate, which is not going to happen for the like vast majority, meaning 99% of you aren't going to find this thing you're chasing. The people start chasing their purpose. They start chasing that. And then they'll realize they have leverage and options. And then they'll put relationship in a proper perspective. However, most people are fumbling their lives trying to get relationships. They'll go, they'll be broke. They'll have bad jobs. They'll be going from job to job to job, laid off. They'll do all of this stuff. They'll be in poverty. They'll be uh, living with multiple relatives, generations in one house. And they're still dating. It's absolutely tragic. Mm. It's tragic. And then they have the nerve to be talking noise about the other people. Oh, these people are whacking. Men are trash. Pack it up, men and women. Pack it up. You missed your window. Let's just acknowledge this. You missed your window. Your window's closed. You ain't finding no soulmate. All you might find is somebody that's just basic, maybe decent enough. My standards are going up. He needs to do this and he needs to do that. You ain't going to find none of that. And same for you delusional men. Same thing. You need to be a model and a virgin. At 30? Mm. At 35? Mm. She can't be a single mother. No single mothers. But you're dating? Okay, you're dating women in their 30s, but they can't be single mothers. Good luck with that. <laughs> and they need to be sexually, they need to be modest and dressed. And they need to be sexually uh, um, proficient but not a slut at 30. What? <laughs> the windows closed. Throw the damn towel. Hold on for a second. This is why this show goes on and on. And then people are like, put the timestamps. This is the stuff you need. Uh, throw the damn towel, throw the towel. Your window is closed. Acknowledge that your window was closed. And then you don't want fat women. These women are all fat. Of course they are this. They're over 30. How many women that are in shape that you're eligible for? What? Just go have fun and focus on what you need to focus on. You're an adult now. 
This is not the teenage years where you can start picking and choosing. This is not when you're 24 and 25. It, it's over. It's over. <laughs> but hey, you guys can't find nothing else to do. You know why? Because you're chasing relationships and they're damn near impossible to get. Listen, I know you. he says my head hurt by somebody. I know people think I'm some here jaded or something like that. You're the ones who are jaded. I look at you and I go, what the hell are you people doing? I'm going, what are you doing? What are you chasing? And you're only frustrating yourself. How many people are ex extremely frustrated by dating? Men or women? Ask you that. Ask yourself that. How much time have you wasted with this activity? What are you expecting to get? What are you expecting to get? Like you have, like this woman, I'm sorry, I have to go off on this. This woman has two or three kids. The woman has two or three kids. They live in a two-bedroom apartment and she works two jobs. You're not relationship material. Just to drop it on your head, how would you make a relationship work? Just in your mind, how many days could you give to that man? How much availability do you have? My children come first. Okay, well, you're already losing. <laughs> There's no way. Okay, but I can only give you two days a week. Maybe two or four times a month we'll get together. But the rest of the time, we'll FaceTime each other and we'll call each other and we'll text each other. And we'll get together with our kids and we'll put them all together and we'll go. What? What the hell? You're, you're less than relationship material. You're subpar. There's nothing you can offer a person. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Then they got pets. The kids got pets. The kids are badasses because the mom's out here trying to find a man. Disastrous. And I, I can say the same thing for men. Like you got sole custody of your kids. You got sole custody of your kids. So you with your kids 24-7. Your, your girlfriend or your baby mama is a crackhead. <laughs> just give it up, man. Just pay for play and be done with it. You ain't about to find nobody. You ain't about to find nobody that's signing up for that deal. You're a no deal. You're a no-go zone. No-go zone. They know better. They know better. Let me get back to the show. Just pay for play these girls. Get your move on. <laughs> Here we go right here. Um, let's talk about this Democratic woman here. Speaking of the brothers again, we're going to go in under you brothers. Uh, I, this is not a show typically that are going on one race or another, but we just got to talk about this. Uh, let's listen to this one woman right here, this sister. Sister, you man, oh, oh my, my. This is how it is to be in Georgia. This is how you brothers get treated in Georgia. Her wig on sideways. Her wig is on sideways, bro. And she's going to get on here and play you guys like a fiddle because men in the South typically go ahead and simp. And they say, what does my mammy say? What does the leader of the community say? What does the backbone say? And they only beg for you to play your role right around election time. And then they start saying, I told you to do Biden. Let's listen to this. 
Roland made a really uh, legitimate point here. Um, I will say, you know, a lot of black men sometimes feel like they're ignored or they're put down, particularly sometimes even by black women in the media. So this is not that. But I do hear Roland's point that felt ignored. But you feel ignored and then you go over to the other side. The oppressed feel oppressed. So then you go and try to align with the oppressor. So I'm not putting black men down, but sometimes it's like, well, some of you Kevin Samuels following Tariq Nasheed quoting people, please look at the truth and see what's happening and get in line with some of the black women. It's majority, like he said, vote Democrat. But that margin of people who can be plucked away from your people and go advance policies that harm your people, I just don't understand that. She couldn't help herself. She couldn't help herself. She couldn't help herself. Somebody just said that. J-Man said the same thing. She couldn't help herself. She started off, brothers, we need to stick together and you need to do the bidding of your sister and you need to do that, but quickly glitched after trying to virtual signal and put these same men down. Bruh, this is what they do. I don't know. This is classic. I don't know. They do this as a flirting tactic. I'm trying to figure out how do they feel like this is good communication. Um, the way to reel your men in is she went from saying, stop hating these men to hating these men in one damn second by default. This is her for default setting. So she tried to virtue signal and she couldn't do it. So she quickly reverted and glitched back to who she was and then tried to dig herself out of the hole. Number one, number two, she's saying for the few of you who guys who've realized and woke the hell up, get back to the plantation. So she went in on Tariq Nasheed and Kevin Samuels. If you follow these men, these men, you're not doing the bidding of your people. She basically said you ain't black, which I've broken that down. She basically said you ain't black. Roland made a really uh, legitimate point here. Um, I will say, you know, a lot of black men sometimes feel like they're ignored or they're put down, particularly sometimes even by black women in the media. So this <laughs> Okay, there it is. That, that's the first part of it. Some men think they're ignored and put down. And then went to mention Tariq and Kevin. The same, that's the same group of men who feel ignored and put down. Huh? You, you mentioned them and tried to virtue signal to them. And then all of a sudden, watch. This is not that. But I do hear Roland's point that felt ignored. But you feel like. Uh, see, you see, that's when she glitched. That's when she glitched right there. I do feel Rowan's point about the men who feel ignored. But she glitched. And she went back to that pensive attitude face that black men know too well from this demographic of people with her wig cocked sideways. And there it is right there. That's the glitch face. I do understand. I hear you. But right there. Glitch. Look at that. Ooh, full of attitude and anger. This is not that. But I do hear Roland's point that felt ignored. But you feel ignored, and then you go over to the other side. The other side. What side would that be? What is the other side? Is that white? What, what would the other side be? Is that white folk? Is that Republican? Is that smart and intelligent men? Is that passport? Is that FBA? Is that Kevin Samuels light? Is that the red pill? Is that CGA? What side is that? Can you explain what that is? You mean against Mammy? That's what you mean. You go against Mammy. That's what you mean. The other side. You go here and we can't be free thinking men. Men who are black cannot be free thinking men without always having to think about the lowest common denominator, the people who need 
who, who need to reach to the master in a plantation. We need the master. So you need to come back to us. Don't go free. Don't be free thinking. Don't, don't leave the plantation. Don't escape. You ain't black. What is the other side? A white girl? What, what would that be, ma'am? And she quickly glitched and while, while being sympathetic, all of a sudden now threw men under the bus. The oppressed feel oppressed. So then you go and try to align with the oppressor. So I'm not putting black men down, but sometimes it's like, well, some of you, Kevin Samuels following Tariq Nasheed, quoting people. Wow. I'm not putting black man down, but anytime you hear the word, but don't be a butt person. Don't say something and then put, but. Now, you can say something to say, however, from a different perspective, that would be an honest way to saying it. But 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 to say something and say, but you just negated what you just said and then continue to do exactly what you're telling people not to do. Continuing. Here we go here. Line with the oppressor. So I'm not putting black men down, but sometimes it's like, well, some of you, Kevin Samuels following Tariq Nasheed, quoting people, please look at the truth and see what's happening and get in line with some. Get in line. Get your ass back. Get in line. Now, before any election, nobody cares. Y'all go take your passport. Who cares? You make towels and incels and virgins anyway. Go anyway. You free agent lifestyle. You do whatever you want. Kevin Samuels, you gay. All right. That's what they say before the election. But when it's time to do their bidding, get back in line. Get back in line. And what truth is she talking about? Is she talking about the black man's truth or the black woman's truth? Because those are two separate truths. Please look at the truth and see what's happening and get in line. With I've already seen what happened, but I need to get in line with you. What am I getting for you from you? What am I getting from you? And that's you. This is tragic. And not only this, this is on the airwaves. This is what they do to you, brothers. This is what they do to you, brothers, behind the uh, scene, behind closed doors. This is how they get you, and they get you one by one. Oh, if you listen to Cam Samuels, I can't date you. Why? Because you're awake and aware. Some of the black women is majority, like he said, vote Democrat. But that the majority vote Democrat, which is a mistake. I don't think there should ever should be a majority that does that. There should be uh, free thinking people that should vote the way they want, not be ashamed. The only way they get you is via shame. How dare you? How dare you vote for that side? You are over uh, the oppressor. Uh, you need to wake up. You need to get in line. No, people should be able to freely think and not be controlled by this narrative every two to four years. But that margin of people who can be plucked away from your people. Plucked away from your people. Mm. Plucked away from your people. What people was that? What, what people was that? I've, I've actually had to try to have people explain that. Okay, we look the same, and that about it. Mm. <laughs> we, we halfway don't even look the same. But we're saying your people, but you're throwing me under the bus and now allowing me to free think. That's not my people. That sounds like that sounds like you're doing the bidding of someone else. There is no people. We all look somewhat different. And based on where you are regionally, we have different needs. Based on where you are economically and class-wise, we have different needs. Why can't that be acknowledged? It's always the lowest common denominator and the easiest thing. Well, you're black, so you're people. No, I disagree. I disagree with that. I vehemently disagree with that. We all have different needs, and it doesn't always consist of our uh, our color of skin. It can't that can't be the bottom line every time. Not only that, 
every time we do for your people, it always seems to be the black women that benefit and not the black men. Can we acknowledge that? Every time you do for your people, the black men ends up benefiting the least, not the most. And that's a 100% fact. And go advance policies that harm your people. I just don't understand that. You mean harm you, right? Harm you. And that's you. Harm your grandmammy and your mammy and your single mothers and harm the women who want to terminate pregnancies at a high rate and harm the women who want to make single uh, single kid, single motherhood homes and, and put that up. Harm the culture of people that want to have these boys sashaying and shantaying. All right, I find this despicable. What she did right there is absolutely enraging to me. It actually makes me sick that they will do this. And not only that, she segmented a group of people as the people who got away. Oh, you guys got away. You guys need to get back in line. Mm. Yep. Close down the family court buildings. They be like, nope. So how does that benefit me? Okay. Shut off the welfare spigot. Nope. What about F? F Ninja Free. Nope. Nope. Lizzo. Nope. Cardi B. Nope. All right. Only fans. Nope. All right. Lower the single mother rate. Nope. In no fault divorce. Nope. So it's not my thing. All right. Everything you stand for, I'm vehemently against. Does that mean I'm aligning with the uh, oppressor? Like when y'all, they took away early termination of pregnancy by the uh, federal, those sisters was mad and brothers were like, yeah, so we're not aligned. So we're not in line with each other. It's absolutely despicable what she did. And guys, watch out for this stuff. Watch out for this stuff. They're going to be pushed. They're going to be pouring it on here the next couple of months. And if you don't do their bidding, they're going to blame you. They're going to be like, you black men, you Kevin Samuelites, you Tariq Nasheedites, it's your fault. They're going to be like, it, you know, it ain't going to be their fault. Every single time, Cash App, uh, let's see here, Cash App, Cash App. Uh, what are we doing over here? We got Radar Logic in the building, Reg. Appreciate you over on the Cash App. We're going to go to PayPal. PayPal's already locked me out <laughs> all right, this morning. So we'll go over to Super Chats. It's actually, uh, th this is reprehensible. It's, 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 a, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. What are we supposed to do with all of this information? Flash is in the building over there. Appreciate you. Schedule P says, rest in peace to T-Mon. Hit us with the Undertaker bell. Oh, we got a double bell. All right, T-Mon Jr. says, coach, what's your opinion on seeking women who specifically, who specify online only and no segs? Why do these people think they are getting monetized for? I find these women to be the most useless. No, what they want are simps. That's all they want. All right, so they're looking for sense. Many times these probably ain't even real women's profiles. So never go for that. All right, I'm only looking for something platonic. I'm only looking for, by the way, Seeking is now a dating app. It's not, and it's been a dating app for younger generations. We're just catching on late. Uh, but what they're trying to do is just finesse dudes out of money. I'll give you this and I'll send you some pictures and I'll act like I'm your girlfriend over here. And they got four or five, 50, 11 dudes doing that. That's a no-go zone. All right, just, just immediately skip them. <laughs> They're just looking for simp to give them money for nothing for some conversation. But guys will, guys will do that. There's a market for that. But I would tell you to don't do that. Vegan money. He says, I rent out a unit in my duplex to a couple with a child. When dude and child are at are out, when the dude and child are out, Chad comes over and claps cheeks expeditiously. Mm. Oh, man. 
This is basically what we call a red pill job. And so people don't have red pill jobs. Most people are beep, 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 blue pill plugged in. You're at your office desk all day. You never see the other side. But if you're a bouncer, your hair cut, you cut hair, you design hair, like you're a hair designer, personal trainer, bouncer at the club. Did I say that? You're a bartender. Okay, you work in real estate where you rent out. You might, you know, be an apartment manager, right? You're going to see women in a from a different perspective. You're only see women from nine to five, clock in, clock out perspective. So they're on their best behavior. You got to see women on their worst behavior. And you're going to be surprised at the behavior that they do when you've never seen it before, right? You got to get a job, you a sales job, yeah. Or you work with women. I, like I've worked with women most of my life. Like I was next to them and it wasn't nothing sexual. And I saw the debaucherous stuff. I saw the good stuff and I saw the debaucherous stuff. So I can't look at them and go, these are classy human beings. They would never do that. <laughs> like I never, I never could come out of that. And it's not just them doing sexual things. It could be the way they manipulate, the way they do other things, the way they backbite at each, each other, right? They, they, you might think they're on one accord and protecting each other. Dude, they're excessively jealous of each other. Obsessively jealous. And they will rip each other apart behind the scenes. Uh, emotional damage. They're emotional terrorists. And you think, uh, we'll get, when we get to this OnlyFans story, you think um, that we have to deal with them negatively. Just them dealing with themselves is like world. It's like WrestleMania three. Just them dealing with the emotional terrorism that they give to each other is poisonous. Women know this. This is why they're always say we women need to stick together. They'll stick together when it comes to men. But when it comes to themselves, they be clawing at each other. Clawing. They'll rip each other to shreds and the why, why it's worse than just physical abuse for men because men typically will just punch each other. But women can never punch each other. They can never get it off their chest. They can never knock the chip completely off the shoulder. They can never resolve the issue. So it keeps going and going and going for years, one year, two year, three year, five year, 10, 15, 20. They'll never resolve the issue. Men resolve the issue. We just clock each other. Somebody at one particular point, okay, <laughs> I got to go ahead and just knock this dude out. And then somebody knows that he could get knocked out, so he'll stop the bull. This is why red pill beefs never end, and it becomes more of a vicious cat fighting a woman, a woman thing, because we lobbing words at each other like females. And we're lobbing all of these things at each other like females, and we never get into the ring and knock each other out, right, and settle it, which is a good thing. And that other person that's lobbing the bullshit, they never feel a sense of that person's a threat to them. I'm going to lob bullshit, but you can't find me. I'm going to lob bullshit, but we're in a different city, so I can keep lobbing the bullshit. See, that's, that's how women do things. It never gets settled. And so you can keep lobbing your videos, and then the other person keeps lobbing a response, and nothing never happens. And then the next week, you just cut another video. <laughs> it's a feminine thing because we take emotional terrorism, and we take the big weapon of the tongue and we extend it out but if that person was in your same city you would not do that you would not cut a video on a person that you knew that person knew where you lived you won't cut no videos i guarantee you you won't cut a meme a video you wouldn't mention that person's name because that person knows where you reside and they could get to you within 15 minutes of the video 
you cut the video in 15 minutes, they'd be at your door. Okay. It will be a different thing because you know, you have that sense of I'm vulnerable. So I'm pulling up at the fast food restaurant and then somebody rat a tat tats. All right. Or somebody drags you out your car. So that's a situation here. That's why online beasts are feminine. Um, with that being said, even even uh, 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 exposed videos are feminine. Most of the time, the person doing the exposing is nowhere to be found or they're behind the scenes. I'm going to expose this person, but they're behind the scene. It's absolutely feminine. And this is how women tear the, each other up is they behind the scenes get other people involved and they be trying to get other people teamed up against a whole group of other women over here. It's actually crazy. And they do this and carry it on, carry it on, carry it on, carry it on, and they never resolve it. So, men, you guys need to see each other as you have the advantage because you don't have these things, the seven deadly sins. You don't have the gluttony. You don't have the jealousy for the most part. If you do, we just say it's feminine. You don't have the envy. If, if you do, we just say it's feminine, and then we try to shame you. We try to SBEU. Where are we at here? But we have the advantage because we don't have those things in excess and we don't excuse it. And then we, when it's present, we just say, resolve it. Resolve it. Go handle it. <laughs> right? That's what we say. Go handle your shit. Oh, you don't want to handle it? Well, shut up. Take that L. But women don't do that. They just basically carry this on, segment each other, and then backbite each other. You guys got to get on the other side of this. All right. In Allah, he says he's turning 31 tomorrow. 18 rental door, 18 rental doors in the portfolio so far. God, dog, man. He says two quads and 10 single family unit homes. He says, let me get the, wait a minute. Let me get the I got money. 2023 will be legendary. Also, he's 31. Those rental properties are going to quadruple over time. By the time he's in his fifties, he's making what we call passive income somewhat. Uh, shout out to Jay Rodriguez. Coach, please don't call us Latinx. <laughs> I know I do that as a joke. He says it's part of the new, 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 new world to order. make us asexual. He says, thanks for teaching men that they don't have to be alpha to be masculine. Yeah, I think that whole thing. Shout out to the Latinos in the building. Sometimes I'll say Latinx as a joke. But uh, yeah, the alpha thing is not attainable for most men. So I say lean on masculinity. And masculinity is the biggest threat. Alpha's Alphas aren't the biggest threat. Most of the time, they'll deal with alphas no matter what. And they'll deal with masculine men, but they know if they can get you to emasculate yourself like that woman did on that interview, you emasculate yourself, they have the advantage. Okay, so masculinity is the answer. Shout out to the Latinos and the Latinas here. All right, but alpha's not for everybody. But it, it's a mindset. I think, I think masculinity is the issue. All right, Jules C doubles up. He says, Coach, please stop hating on the C-Class Mercedes-Benz. I just got one. All right, shout out to you. We give you that. And that's you. Is it a good one? You know, it's a Honda Civic on steroids. I'm just playing. Uh, Action Mac Auto Repair. He says, sir, the R&B show last week was fire. Here's my hood tax. Thank you, sir. That was a great one. It turned out good. All right, uh, J3014. Coach, have you ever had the 4S find up? Find them, flatter them, F them, and forget them. I live by that ish. How about the Dolphins free agent lifestyle? I don't mind that at all. But also, we have to understand that many women don't mind that at all. Uh, the way, the way, and I was explaining this to something the other day. We're going to get back to the show. I was explaining that most women, the way they're 
trained to look at sex is not how they naturally look at sex. I believe women have been oppressed sexually. Like this whole idea that they're supposed to remain virtuous and all of this stuff. Well, most women enjoy sex. And we've been trained to believe that they don't enjoy it. And it's some sort of punishment or some sort of thing that they're obligated to do. And they're only going to do it in exchange for resources. Sometimes they want to do it for fun. Okay. And many people have understood that religions, societies, and they've persecuted them for doing this for fun. And they've called them names. You know who called them names most? Women. Other women have called them the names, not men. Men just say, oh, you're easy. I'm going to use you. Oh, you like this? I'll be the guy that will give it to you. But it's been the women who've overwhelmingly been using this oppressive system against each other. And then men do it as well, but it's more women. Just watch, listen, in this next story, in this next story, we're gonna, this story is going to exhibit that, that same thing. Before we do that, my air conditioning has shut off, right? Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be a melted milk dud here in a minute. So with that being said, I got to run a commercial. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Man, in Vegas, you cannot have the air conditioning off. <laughs> All right. If they turn the water off, it's over. All right, here we go right here. Let's get into this story. The OnlyFans women, this is the main event, but we do have a story after this. Uh, this woman loses her job due to her OnlyFans. Now, we're going to pay attention. What I just said, women have overwhelmingly persecuted other women, all right, for being sexually promiscuous, which promiscuous is not the best thing for society. Uh, when it comes to women, because you have some some sort of semblance of they can't turn that into a wife. Eventually, if they're young, they can't turn that into a wife. So that's the main problem. And eventually they'll want to be someone's wife, but it's going to be too late, too late, baby. Bye bye. Here it is right here. This nurse there. There's a couple of violations here. Number one, they're going on the only They're going to the media to say they've been fired and victimized due to choosing to be an OnlyFans hooker, all right? But that's what you chose. That's a lane. You cannot cross over into the other lane. So here she is. When she cut the video, she's appearing like this, but this is what she normally appeared as. And if she would have cut the video in this bikini to virtual signal, nobody would have cared. The other part of this is she's using this to market her OnlyFans. So go ahead and play the victim and make people feel sad for you, knowing that simps are going to go run to her OnlyFans like this. They're going to run. And this is a good way to market. Remember that Latina chicks that I talked about, that Dominican chick who, um, that Dominican chick, she was really shapely and she said, the women are jealous. And then she went on there and said, I'm going to get fired from my preschool art teaching class. 
like, right? Like, she probably made $25,000 doing that. She makes more than that on OnlyFans. But then she went on there and said, I'm a victim. Okay, but she's out there with probably like 500,000 people on Instagram following her already. And she probably doubled that by putting this story out. Who put that story out? You think somebody went to the media and said, there's an art teacher at my school. We need to get her fired because she's curvy and thick. There was another woman that said, I got fired from my job because I was thick and curvy. I did a video on that. What these people are doing is marketing to you. And they're trying to appeal to your, 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 um, feeling your sympathy. They're trying to appeal to your sympathy. And then you'll go, oh, we'll support you if you lose your nursing job. She was doing her nursing job part-time anyway. You're going to hear that in the article. She wasn't even a full-time nurse. All right, so this woman right here, her name is Jalen. She says she was told her occupation, her other occupation is distracting. It was fired. And she chose to do this. All right, see, this is the problem. You made a clear choice. You chose this lane. And here you are now trying to play the victim. This is why promiscuity at young ages, this is why when women get tattoos all over their body at young ages and they become single mothers and all of these things, they get the results of it. Then they start saying they're the victim, but you chose to do this. This is a clear lane you chose. And unfortunately, this is the lane you will be live by until you're able to clearly distinguish another lane. Hello, nurse, nurse. All right, here it is again. The nurses are at it again. By the way, nurses are the number one thought profession, but they're also the number one employed profession for women. They choose to be a nurse, knowing that this, uh, if they went to be a doctor, they would make more money. But of course, gender pay gap, right? An OnlyFans creator who also works as a nurse has claimed she was let go from her job for, quote, being a distraction to her colleagues. In a TikTok with over near 2 million views, Jalen, age 22, man, it's getting, the junior college is getting harder to even get to because they're by 22 already destroyed. By the way, this is mutilation. This is the destruction of your body. This is you, you destroyed your body from its original state. And now we're supposed to be accepting of this. No, ah, man, boy, I tell you, man, if you have daughters, man, it's going to be tough. She explains that her main source of income is making OnlyFans content. There you go. And for the last year and a half, she's also worked as a nurse for a nursing home group until now. Jalen said she also, or she was asked to work one day recently. What do you mean you were asked to work? That means she was part-time working, which is fine. But when she clocked in, she was immediately greeted by a woman she's never seen before who asked to speak with her. So we all know what that is. They brought her ass in. They set her up. <laughs> they set her up. They was like, uh, can you come into work? She was like, oh, sure. And then the human resources department showed up and they was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, now that you're here, we need to have a meeting. Bring your ass in. It says right here. It turns out that the nurses at one of the nursing homes had been looking at her social media and OnlyFans account while Jalen was out of the room and with patients. So here she is right here. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is probably mostly women that were looking at her content and they were looking at her social media presence, which he fully put out there as public, over 2 million views on Instagram or TikTok or whatever these things here. And she's going to see what she says she makes in a particular month. So these were public things and they paid to access her site, which is 
totally fine. I don't know if they got in trouble for this, but these are mostly women that did this. These aren't men that exposed her. As a matter of fact, if a man was looking at her OnlyFans account and reported it to human resources, odds are he would get fired. Odds are he would get fired. He would not be able to say, I've been looking at this young girl's OnlyFans account. How did you find it? There would be all kinds of questions that we, he would need to answer. Okay, so let's go ahead and look at it here. So this is mostly women that did this. Let's acknowledge that. By the way, is that a car seat in the back? Is that a car seat in the back? <laughs> what the hell going on? What are y'all doing, ladies? Y'all out here, man, boy, y'all out here wrecking y'all lives, man. Now listen, do not be mad at me when you did not get chosen. Y'all out here trying to figure out life. You're misguided, undecided. You ain't got no daddies, no nothing. And you're running around here, running into problems left and right. Here's the thing. I'm over it. So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking hoe, but I'm about to be the biggest fucking hoe, bro. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas is not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like, eh, 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 eh. That same woman has two car seats in the back of her car. Two. <laughs> yes, two car seats. This woman right here has at least one car seat. My gosh, I mean, dude, who's who's advising these people on life? Do you realize these people are the ones that are going to be complaining about just about everything in life going forward? But you chose this. You chose to tattoo yourself up. You chose to go on OnlyFans. You chose to sign a deal with the devil. But you're going to be judged by it. You can't blame other people. And it's all Jermaine Fultz. It's always Jermaine Fultz. You chose to be a, a single mother. These are all conscious decisions you made, and then they're going to be criticizing you about all these choices that they're made. This is absolutely reprehensible. Let's hear the red. Oh, there she is right here. Wow. Let's hear her video here. So before I start. Oh. So there might be some new people here. If you're now before I start. There might be some new people here. If you're new, I, we all know my main income is OF. I'm in the adult industry, okay? So she's a sex worker. You, There's a lane for that. Go ahead and be a sex worker, okay? You, you chose your lane. You can't come out of that lane when you choose it. Well, I work a PRN job in nursing homes in four different nursing homes in the tri-state area. They will text me like, hey, do you want to work? Can you work? And I'll be like, yes or no. Okay. She's on call. She's on call. So she don't have it as her full-time job, which is fine. That's fine for me. Been doing this for over a year and a half at these same four nursing homes. Well, I get a text from one of them yesterday. asked if I want to work today. And I was like, I had plans, but if you're really that low staffed, yes, I will come in. Of course I will. Um, so I don't know whether to laugh or cry right now. Um. Man, spit it out. I clock in. 
Okay. I clock in. And this lady I've never seen before, she was like, are you Jalen? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, need to come to my office. I was like, okay. And I thought for sure it was going to be like a COVID test or something along those lines. Oh, no. She, right when I, she closed the door. I walked in, she closed the door and she was like, I got. By the way, she knew what was going down. Like Everybody, oh, hold up. Everybody knows what's going down. She knows what's going down. She knows she's been on OnlyFans. She knows the human resources on her. And now she's about to start playing the victim. There you go. And I was like, like, I was waiting for her to tell me you know, why she was letting me go. Like, she didn't say anything. So I was like, for what? Like, why? Nah, 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 nah. Me she knows. See, this is the whole thing. I'm a victim. I don't know what's going on. Plausible deniability. You know. Go. And she said, it's came to my attention of what your main income is and what you do online and how you're this big social media person. At that moment, I was already realized. I was like, here we fucking go. Okay. Now, let me just say this. Uh, as a YouTuber myself that talks about topics that are, you know, not normie topics, not NPC, not oxygen thief and knuckle dragger topics. Ladies, I want you to, I want to ask you a question. If I worked with you and you found my YouTube channel and I was going in on how I'm going in on society, would you not report me to human resources? I probably will be in seconds reported to human resources, especially if I have a job where somebody can track me and put me out there. And basically, uh, I forget the term. I just it just slipped my mind. But basically, um, put me out there. You guys will be contacting human resources immediately and trying to get me fired from my job. And then if I came on YouTube and said, hey, um, I got fired from my job for my YouTube content. Docs, thank you. And then I came on YouTube. Y'all doxed me and got me fired from my job. Would y'all shed one tear? Would y'all be like, man, that's reprehensible. That's despicable. I mean, you talk about stuff that are, it's kind of all, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, risque. But you shouldn't get fired from your job from it. Would y'all care one bit? See, that's the question I have. Because before you say nobody should fire a person for their content online in their private lives, that's not true. Because I work, hey, I work for the corporation, but if I put this content out, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have been trying to fire me from my job and then realize y'all can't fire me. You can't fire me because I ain't got no job. I don't work for a corporation. I always had my own clientele. So it's the same thing. I don't feel sorry for her. She chose that. And as a result, this is where it is. You can't, you can't live that life and then hold on to NPC employment all right and nobody would somebody y'all would be trying to get me fired immediately and you wouldn't feel sorry for it let's go ahead and see what this girl this straggle has to uh talk about here here it is they talk about is this even legal yes it's legal apply it to me and ask is it is it legal ladies you guys would have no problems getting me fired and don't tell me i'm doing something worse than her this woman's getting plucked and and inserted things into her body nude and now she has a moral obligation to her patients okay come on man okay so she said i knew about your occupation a couple months ago but you weren't really that big so it wasn't really a big deal to me and i can't really fire somebody for doing what you do and basically is what she said her words i can't fire somebody for doing what you do then she proceeded to say that you know, it like it wasn't a big deal a couple months ago when she found out because no one was talking about it. 
Well, I guess every time that I've been working lately, that the CNAs and the nurses have been talking about me at uh -huh. the nurse's station uh -huh. while I'm in a patient's room. So again, who threw you under the bus? Was it men who threw you under the bus or women? It sounds like it was the women who threw you under the bus, mostly because of jealousy. I'm not here to defend either one side, but it seems like the women didn't stick together. It seemed like the women probably tried to start their own OnlyFans and it didn't work and they saw you making money. I got money. So it's time to tear your ass down. You can't blame men for this one. You had men subscribing to your channel and supporting you, paying you more than your nursing fee. But guess what? It was the women who threw you under the bus. The other CNAs, which were probably 90% women, they found your stuff, they investigated your stuff, and they brought you down. You did that, they did this to yourself. Okay. You got to blame your own people for this. Okay. Well, I am always doing care on somebody. They're at the nurse station looking at my Instagram, looking at my Twitter, looking at my site. Like they paid for my site so they all could see and look at the nurse station while they're on the clock. No, 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 no. So what she's trying to make this is a legal issue. She's saying they're on the clock looking at my site, which is some sort of uh, a legal issue or a, a, a corporate violation. It don't matter. It don't matter. Don't try to wriggle out of it and make it a legal issue. And they should be fired for looking at your content. It's your content. You put it out there. You chose this lane. It is what it is. It's public. And then even if they paid the membership fee, which was what? $5, right? They supported you that month. You got to go ahead and let them ride with that. Okay. At least they dropped a couple of dollars in your pocket when they took you out. Anyway. Okay. And she said that she can't have that happening every time that I work. So she has to let me go. So you're the distraction. You're clearly the distraction here. So it was fine when nobody knew about it and you were low key about it. But then when people are talking about it every day and they're mentioning it to their patients, yes, you're the distraction. And in corporate world, this is why corporate world isn't for everyone. You're selling your soul there as well because you can't be who you want to be. But yes, now you're a distraction because instead of them working, they're watching you strip naked and insert things into your orifices for money. So you got to go. <laughs> okay. When you become the storyline at work, instead of the work becoming the storyline, you got to go. Like, girl, did you just hear yourself? These women are literally taking. She said women. These women. It wasn't men. Your time that you pay them for. Sitting at the nurse station, buying my stuff, looking at my socials while I'm in a room doing care. But I'm the problem and I get let go. Yes, you're the problem. You're the problem. This is a clear one when you talk about corporations. This is a clear one. You are the problem. Okay. Oh, this is what she said. Her oh, she got reason for letting me go is because they need a job more than I do. So yeah, that, that one's kind of a messed up a situation. But listen, you're dealing with female jealousy. That's all that is. You're dealing with female jealousy, number one. And they found out that you were making a lot more money. Hey, in corporation, in corporations, there's a lot of jealousy and competition. So if they see you here making more money and they're needing more hours, but they see you making money on the side, they're gonna they're gonna rat you out. No one's gonna be cool with that. So it doesn't really have to mean that it's sexual, the content. Like they're like, oh, you hustling YouTube and you doing this and you hustling dudes and it. nah, we're gonna have to cut that off. And I'm here, they're they're struggling, they're they're struggling. So it's an economic issue. Then it's an easy target issue. You made yourself the easy target by choosing this lane. 
And now you've seen female jealousy drag you down. This is the same thing as community jealousy. Black man and a black another black man are doing something similar. One black man's more successful. Doesn't matter your race now. Throw gender and race out the window. Now this is an economic issue, and one must affect the other. Now let's go ahead and let's go ahead and put it into that. Same thing as that little the dude the rapper P and B. That was a brother. He was in a neighborhood, but he was in a different economic class. It had nothing to do with race anymore. <laughs> Just like when women and women fight. Oh, we need to stick together. No, this is an economic issue now. <laughs> let's read the rest of the article as if she cried her ass off. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what, what she says she makes. Okay, let's see what she says she makes because she put her business out on the street. So we're going to have to go ahead and put it out here. Okay, let me see here. She's there complaining. And a, a commenter urged her to file a wrongful termination complaint and to record everything in an email. And someone says that's a 110% a lawsuit, no questions asked, one user wrote, unless it specifically says something in the code of conduct for that employer. Uh-oh, now you got that issue there. So in the code and conduct, I'm sure there has to be something in there or they will have put something in there by this point to basically demonstrate what a nurse is supposed to be doing on her off hours. Isn't there something that says what doctors and nurses can do to represent their profession, what they should and should not be able to do. I'm sure teachers have this. Politicians have this. Okay, can politicians have an OnlyFans? No, not necessarily because they can do it on their own public time, but they're a public servant. Police officers, same thing. Police officers, they're like, hey, man, with the social media, be careful. And then when you start misrepresenting them as a profession, they start pulling your card. Okay, okay, that's enough. So you can have a moral clause. And stripping online, even uh, privately, you can't say I can do it for economics, but privately might have an impact on what you do morally in your profession for them. So I don't think it's a lawsuit. She can file it, though. She can file it. In a follow-up video, oh, no. Jalen said she met up with the woman who fired her to get a written explanation to send to a lawyer. Okay. And she said she added that she continues to nurse despite her successful OnlyFans career because the money she makes in the adult industry can vary so much. And she says you never know what you're going to make on OnlyFans. She said one month you can make $600 a month, and the other month you can make $50,000. It really just depends. All right. So, listen, I mean, I can understand that. You know, social media is not something that you can make full time until you really put years into it. So at that time, you do have to navigate into a stable income. And she has that. Unfortunately, now that's been disrupted, but she's trying to play the victim. You sometimes have to take the L. OK, when people find my information, I know it's going to affect me in a public setting. I know if I start applying for jobs, it ain't going to fly. <laughs> that shit ain't going to fly. So you got to put your leg into it and go, OK, I got to really commit to this. Or, or it's going to affect me. This is why people go under pseudonyms. This is why they go over their other different names. This is why they also hide behind this content. This is why people can't do content like this. This is why people support content like this because they can't say it. They have a job. This is why people don't want their public name out when they're super chatting. They have a job where it's going to be affected and that their names out there supporting this, they can be negatively affected. So if people don't understand that context, you don't understand the context 
of what she's doing and saying. They're trying to make it a woman issue and that she could be out here being a sex worker and then work in corporations. Mm. No. Last point on this. She's marketing. She's marketing this. So New York Post tends to find these things and run with it. I've been featured in the New York Post. They tried to blame me for some dude deleting his wife and his child. And I said, I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't there. They didn't even say he was a listener. And another content creator ran with it as well and cut a, a cut a video of this. And I was like, he deleted his wife and kid. I didn't do nothing about it. <laughs> right. So in my opinion, I didn't even have the chance to market it. I didn't get ahead of it, but they put me out there. And all because he would save my uh, T-shirt line. They didn't even say he listened to me. They didn't say he bought. He, they didn't say, even say he bought a T-shirt. They just said he did it and he favorited my T-shirt uh, Etsy store. What the hell? What that got to do with me? I never encourage anybody to take that type of action. I've been telling you guys to walk away. I never said go after these people. But they had to throw ahead and throw my stuff out there. Throw me under the bus. But this is why, again, that whole brothers need to support brothers. Somebody cut a video on that and blame me. What the hell? I mean, no, we ain't got no brotherhood in here. So, again, you guys got to figure out what's the line? What's the line of demarcation and support? At the end of it, jealousy and envy is a mofo. Jealousy and envy will cross racial and economic lines in 10 seconds. All right, uh, let's see here. Oh, the other part, she's marketing. That's the point that I want to make. She's just marketing her OnlyFans site, and she's using sympathy to get it done. Unfortunately, you're 22, and you made this choice, and it's going to be a long decision that you have to live with. That's a long decision that you have to live with. Anyway. One way they kind of take you out. One way they can't do that. They just use jealousy and envy. But it is what it is. Where are we at? Let's do the contributions. And we got one more great story to deal with. Oh, man, we got. Uh, I can't say this name. We call you Mr. Garcia. Coffee for me, coach. Oh, call me Tito. He says, once again, women refusing to take accountability for their own actions. Use whatever sound that I want on this one. How about this one? We'll use this one. Hair, makeup. Esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. So, yeah, she got to take that L. Oh, I chose to strip naked and then keep a job. Well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Where's the accountability? Doesn't exist. Shout out to my friends overcharged me. He says, finally caught up. I had an interview set up with Google for the YouTube division, but they ended up moving into a different direction. They may have looked at my history and saw us and saw you super chatting. Sorry, man, I tried to help you from the inside, but I got clapped. Oh, man. It's all right. I need some help on the inside for sure on YouTube. He also said, you got to find that clip of Drea on the Breakfast Club for audio only. She said, your wholeness can be deleted or can't. I'm, I think you're saying your wholeness can't be deleted. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I look at it and go, listen, if you out here hoeing publicly, that's never going away. The internet never forgets. That it it's never going to forget. So, I you can't cross back to the other side. That would be like me doing what I do, and then all of a sudden crossing over the blue pill, and then for some reason I blow up on blue pill. 
right? Giving blue pill, you know, relationships and women and women are God, right? And then a few people find me over there and be like, dude, this you do used to do red pill stuff. Now, I can't call all of the videos back. Some of y'all done downloaded every single one of my videos or I run for president, which I'll still do. I run for president or I run for governor of Nevada. And then y'all pull out all of my red pill content. And I'll be like, come on, man. Hey, y'all can't use that against me. Yes, you can. Ladies, yes, you can. And you know who will do it fast? Dudes. Yeah, y'all be out there like, wait a minute. You out here blue pilling? Okay. Yeah, we got you. Or I got married to a woman. All of a sudden, like, you know what, guys, man, I know I said don't get married when you're young, but I'm older now. I'm in a different place. I found a wife. And she don't know nothing about my YouTube content. And I try to start deleting all my stuff. Y'all would be on her Instagram the ne- tomorrow. All right. Yesterday, y'all be on her Instagram. This is him. This is CGA right here. This is who you marrying. Watch out. Girl, watch out. Tell me y'all wouldn't do that. So that's the same thing. No government name says my first RP job was working. Wait, sorry. My first RP moment was a work trip to Vegas at an old job. He says, after work, me and my Paul Karen supervisor and some suppliers went to an outdoor club. She got hammered and was leaning on me and at one point was backing it up on me. Mind you, she was married with three kids. Yes, indeed. Hey, let me tell you something. We're going to talk about the married women in a second. When you find that married people cheat, it ruins your idea of marriage. You will immediately go, wait a minute. I remember as a young single dude, I went to travel to New Orleans and I was with a family guy. I was with a family guy. I think I was like 23, 24. And I was already vehemently against marriage by that point, despite the fact that me fumbling the bag, all that stuff. But this dude, I told you the story before. We're out in New Orleans. We're out in New Orleans. We're drinking hurricanes. We out there walking up and down. And this married dude who had teenage kids, teenage kids, saw this straggle, give him the eye. We're chilling. And it's a bunch of people. It's kind of work and play at the same time. We're chilling. And this straggle gives him the eye. We don't see the girl. The girl doesn't walk up to us at all. He doesn't walk up to her. All of a sudden, we see him walk away from the group. And he's walking away hand in hand with this, this young girl. She was of age, but she was young. And he he was a family guy. And we watching. We like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, we, we on Bourbon Street. We're like, wait a minute. We didn't see them interact or nothing. Somebody, something must have happened. We didn't even see them. Like, what happened? He walks off with her. Next morning, we didn't find him at all. Next morning, hey, man, what, what was going on? It was a, it was a, he's a black guy. She was, she was a black girl. The the young girl. They walk off. We like, hey man, what happened? He was like, hey, she looked over at me. <laughs> we gave each other the eye. She was young. She was like probably 24. This guy was in his 40s. Okay. So this whole young girls don't want you is a damn, it's a myth. All right. It's a myth. Don't believe it. All it takes is a few young girls to want a guy. That's it. You don't have to find all young girls don't like older men, but there's some that do. And there's some that will do it on the sneak in the slide. They walk off. She wasn't a prostitute or nothing. They walk off. He clapped the cheeks. And the next morning, we're like, what happened? 
I was like, man. He was like, she gave me the eye. I looked at her. We made eye contact. We walked off, got the cheeks. This dude's married. Now, I'm early 20s, right? Early 20s. I see this shit, and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, I didn't realize. I knew people cheated in marriage. I didn't realize that you could do it like that, that fast. Mm. And forever, I was like, she, anything goes in a marriage. And for all anybody knew, for all anybody knew, he was happily married. Now, people are like, well, that's just one. Guys, you duplicate that. That happens all the time. Not maybe in that scenario, but that happens all the time. And from that point, I probably knew him for a year. I never known him to cheat on his wife. I never seen it. I never seen. He never gave any indication that he would do something like that. If we were talking about women, he never joined in, was like, yeah, these women, yeah, I, I'll be smashing. Never. So I was like, God dang. I mean, you, wow. <laughs> I was like, that is unreal. Like just that fast, that fast it happened. And I was like, ain't nobody faithful out here. <laughs> Whoa. He says, what was he doing in New Orleans? For oh, we were all together. We were kind of working. We were all had a working relationship. So our business trip was to New Orleans. I don't want to give out two different, too much information, but uh, it is what it is because people then going to start whittling it down. I'm not going to give out too much more. We were all working and we were all there for a work trip. But anyway. So anyway, that's what I'm saying, man. I, and I've seen wives do the same thing. I've seen wives do the same thing. Like, wow. With that being said, when people get drunk, anything goes. Anything goes. Did I get everybody over there? Did PayPal knock me out again? Okay, so I got that. All right, so Cash App. Mr. T-Mac is in the building. Is trucking considered a red pill work? I don't know. It could be. Uh, you guys are going to be exposed to many lot lizards and what that, so it could be. You could get some some ideas of how the world works. Uh, delivery, being a delivery person, sure certainly is. Being a pool cleaner, being a trainer, being a delivery person for UPS and Amazon, you're going to see wives behave in a way that if their husband was present, it would not go as fair game. Justin Gonzalez, ex-cousin, has a one-year-old. Baby mama is rainbow now. I think, man, people got too much time on their hands. Loud Pockets, Coachy, what's the chick's only fan for research purposes only? I'm not sending you over there. Don't go over there and support her or feel sorry for her. I got to get over to PayPal, but they locked me out. Shout out to uh, shout out to Billy the Kid. You hear the disrespect from this woman's tone. It's ingrained in black women to disrespect us black men. I told you to do Biden. I don't think there's a, that's our biggest problem. That's the, if the community ever wants to put it together, you got to deal with the disrespect between from the women towards the men and then vice versa. There's definitely disrespect going both ways. However, when it comes to the balance, there can't be this disrespect from the people who claim to need the most help. That's where I have the problem. Again, uh, black men disrespect black women. Yeah, but there's black men don't need them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't need, they're never calling to them in the need. It's always, do you need me? Who needs the other the most? Who's claiming to need the other the most? That woman basically is claiming, we need you. 
black men, we need you. I don't hear black men going, we need you women. So that's where the line crosses. Yes, you can do whatever the hell you want, but you can't have a need for me. It can't be for voting purposes, for financial purposes, to be this clean up the community purposes. There can't be a need and then you disrespect. That's like when your kids disrespect you. Well, your kids need you also. So they can't disrespect you and then claim to need you when you're not there for them. When they cross the line to disrespect and you say, all right, fend for yourself. And then the person says, well, my daddy wasn't there and he didn't do this. And my dad, well, you dis." <laughs> you can't do that. You can't bite the hand that feeds you. You can't claim you need protection from the person. Then disrespect them. Doesn't work that way. I will always draw back on whatever. Guys, do whatever you want out here dating. If you want to fornicate, if you want to be a hoe, if you want to pump and dump, if you want to marry, do whatever you want. But stay in that lane. Do not come back and crawl back and say, why aren't y'all respecting me? Well, you chose disrespect as a lane. <laughs> Go back. All right, Daniel McGee, the marriage will is undefeated. I have leverage and six-figure career, no debt and am fit. I'm aware and woke and can't be manipulated. I'll be a free agent soon. Appreciate that, man. Yes, you got the leverage and options, and leverage and options are everything in life. Amin says, I need my shirt and hoodie, but Amazon is sold out. Uh-oh, we need to fix that. All right. Thick animate dies. Hey, coach, why are the power? Wait, why are the powers that be not bothered by alpha men, but are more going after masculine men? And alpha men is easier control, or are they? Well, alpha men, there aren't that many alphas. I always said the, the numbers of real alphas is really limited if we want to call people real alphas. There's a limited supply. Like there's not a bunch of them that they need to worry about. So that if a person does attempt to have a alpha mindset or skew towards alphaism, they actually will get their benefit from them earlier. And that guy will maintain to be an alpha. He's no danger to them. He actually can protect. But once guys become masculine, right? A guy can be a beta per se and have a masculine mindset so masculinity just think about it they're saying toxic masculinity not toxic alphaism the masculinity is what's the threat and the masculinity is going to lead towards where the resources go they don't need the alpha for resources they will use the alpha for whatever they need to use them for if there's a such a thing and this is a small percentage of men this would be um the guy who is basically, and, and the alpha can be a simp as well. So you can't just say the person's alpha and they're not a simp. If we want to draw these demarcations, an alpha can be a simp. But a masculine man is basically never going to go into simpism. He's going to say, okay, I'm in control. The alpha just basically says, okay, I'll do whatever I need to do to get what I want. Okay, these are all things here. Don't take these things as literal. All right, these are all blurred lines. But masculinity is the target because the masculine man is going to do what? Protect his resources. He has the resources. And he's going to say, okay, I'm in control. They don't want that. <laughs> masculine man will always protect his resources first. A masculine man will say, okay, I'm in order. I'm in line. This is the order of hierarchy. This is where you fall in, women. He's never going to buckle on that. 
that's this is my interpretation. Again, there's not a literal sense of this. This is just basically general. Do not be in the comment section. There's no such thing as alpha. I got it. I got it. Yes, yes. And I basically say there's very few real alphas out here. There's a whole bunch of faux alphas, and faux alphaism is a disease. Faux alphaism is a major disease of masculinity, in my opinion. There's a lot of fake alphas out here, and you ain't nowhere near no alpha. Because if you were, you wouldn't even be aware that you're the alpha. You would just be alphaing. <laughs> and alpha never sits back. How I became an alpha. He ain't got no time. He's too busy being an alpha. He don't even know how he became an alpha. <laughs> an alpha's like, I'm just me. Like, I don't got no time to be like, <laughs> I just do what I do. I woke up and people start bowing down to me. I start kicking ass and taking names, and that happened. So that's just my opinion on that. But an alpha can be a an alpha can be persuaded to uplift the woman and pedestalize a woman. A masculine man typically is not going to do that. He's basically going to say, "I'm not going to pedestalize you. I'm the king. I'm the table. Um, I set the rules." So anyway. That's just what I think on that, but that's very much a gray area. Don't take that as 100%. Don't take alpha and beta and sigma as 100% literal. I think there's a lot of people that fluctuate depending on the circumstance of whatever those zones you want to create for yourself. One, one day you're an alpha, the next day you're a simp. <laughs> the next day you simping. Then the next day you kicking ass, and then the next day you beta. You beta at work and you alpha in these streets. That's just my opinion on it. It's a spectrum. It is not. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron James would be a prime example of that. LeBron James would be definitely the example of from appearance ways. He's very much alpha. You cannot take that away from him. As a matter of fact, when he steps on the basketball court, there's no dispute. He's the top dog. Now, his mindset could skew beta, right? And his relationship is very much from that perspective. You could be like, that's beta. His politics can sometimes sound beta. You'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? He comes out of nowhere. That's an example of he's busy. He's so busy being an alpha, he don't care about appearing as a beta. It doesn't affect him. <laughs> right? And then he's kind of insecure. And you're going, you know, his insecurity is big at play where Michael Jordan was not as insecure. He appeared as an alpha. He barked as an alpha. And sometimes on the court, he was an alpha. But then he kind of skewed some beta as well. He kind of went into simpism as well. But on in this spectrum, he's the top dog. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But then when you when the, when the, when the last buzzer hits, he back to being beta. <laughs> Again, it's a, it's a spectrum. Somebody said, is CGA an alpha male? I would say, no, I'm not an alpha male. I don't subscribe to that philosophy, no. I, I never. And by the way, I've never said I was an alpha male. I know people are like, you're claiming to be alpha male. I have never said one time I'm an alpha male. Not even once. I've never even supported it. I've never embraced it. I've never said I was. I'm very much an introvert. I'm a more of an introverted person. That doesn't mean you can't be alpha, but I'm very much, I'll sit back. I'll let y'all out here knock each other heads off. 
And then what I'll do is I'll go ahead and collect the remains after y'all kill each other. Now, what what is that? Mm. <laughs> what would that be? Is that Sigma? I'll let you guys shoot each other up and snatch each other's chain and knock each other's head off. And then I'll pick up everything else. <laughs> I'll be collecting coins like on Mario Brothers. All right, look. Vulture lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Shit. I'm a savage out in this bug. Yeah, I'm a scavenger out in this bug. All right. So, hey, a scavenger can do damage. A scavenger can do damage out in this mug. I ain't trying to get my head knocked around. Let y'all do it and let y'all step each on the other shoes and let y'all snatch each other's chain. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I ain't trying to get my head knocked off to prove a point. That, it, that would be somewhat not alpha. I'm not about to be out here the loudest dude in the room just because. When I'm in the room, I'm not the loudest dude in the room. I be sitting back reserved watching. All right, which one of y'all fools going to give it up? <laughs> Bruce Wayne. I'm the Bruce Wayne of this ish. That's why I call myself the Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, he'll come in, cover a night, make his move, and go back, move in silence and violence. But alphas be out here. I'm the alpha. <laughs> All right, anyway, not me. I ain't playing that game because I know y'all going to die fast. And die in a blaze of gore. I don't have to announce myself when I walk in the room. I don't have to be seen. I don't have to be the stop. Y'all don't, the music don't have to stop. I will go over here, sit in this corner where I can see everybody. No back to the walls, windows, or the room. I'm gonna just be over there looking. All right, that's me. All right, anyway. I'm not about to run in here. Everybody step out my way. All right. I'm about to make the rules up in this damn. That's no, not me. All right. Anyway, I would believe that's anti-alpha. All right. Where are we at here? Uh, this is number four story right there. Then we'll get to the PayPal. Here's the four story right here. A woman reveals that she's pregnant by her ex-husband, However, she's married to another man. Let her explain this. We'll go over to counselor's page on Instagram. And yes, I follow him, but this is another page that I'm signed into. This woman right here. Here it is, sister again. Sister, you've been on, on my mind. Sister. So this is an example of where are you meeting these women? Ku Klux Keisha back at it again. I'm pregnant with my ex-husband's baby while I'm in the middle of a divorce from my current husband. I've been living two lives, one on another social media platform and one here. So this is common, guys. This is why guys are against their mates having Instagram, right? We talked about this in the little spirit, the spirit of Lilith and the, the idea. But also... We know that if they have these social media platforms and Instagram and DMs, they can live a double life. They can live a double life. And this is what men are afraid of. Yes, afraid of when they're in relationships that they have access to live these double lives. And we know that's what they do and that why they won't give it up. Despite the fact that they say, I'm going to be a good girl, I'll commit. But they want to be able to have access to keep their orbit in place. And they live double lives. Here it is. Let's go ahead and live, listen again. But I'm here today to tell you guys, I can't keep living two lives, okay? So, yeah, when I was seven years old, I met the love of my life. Um, we literally fell in love. I was seven, he was 10. We got married when I was 19, and he was... 
All right. So uh, she married the person who imprinted her and they had a long term relationship. This is not uncommon. And um, but she's going to talk about the marriage will, what happens sexually with them. And uh, as they age, so they got married. Oh, I got married to my sweetheart. She'll never do that to me. And then she did that to her. Let's did that, did that to him. Let's listen. 21, um, we have our daughter together, Penelope. She's 12. But here's what I did. I cheated on him with my boss. Okay, there it is right there. So I have to pause it like this just to give you explain what's going on here. So she she met the love of her life. She had a child with that person. Within two years, she's sleeping with her boss. Within two years, she's sleeping with her boss. So again, when children come, the game changes. Meaning the unconditional love that you are giving her no longer can compare to the unconditional love that she's giving, um, that the child's giving to her. And she will realize that you're not on the same level. So guys that have marriages, sometimes your marriage doesn't change until when? On the marriage will. When the investment is made. Once you buy her the house and pay off her debt and have children with her, now she's going to look at you differently. We're going to play another video to actually bring this on home. This is the marriage will. This is the marriage will, and they know they're doing this, and you're going to hear something that I'm going to pause it. When she says it, this is going to bring the point home. Listen to this video. Yeah, I know. I'm like a shit person. Um, I got caught, and I was pretty belligerent. Like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize. That right there. That right there, gentlemen. Listen to that. I can't rewind it, but I'll come back to it. She got caught. What did she say? I was belligerent, meaning she denied it. She probably tore up the house. She probably kicked and screamed. She probably went to marriage counseling and said, It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Remember, when they get caught, they're not going to give up the ghost. They're going to act like the victim. She probably went to her parents and said, He's an asshole. He's controlling and abusive. He's following me around. He thinks I'm cheating on him. And then he pushed me into his arms and then make all kinds of excuses as to why she did it. She never said, damn, you got me. I'll be a good wife. Nope. She says, I'll admit I was belligerent. I was out of control. I kicked and screamed. I was a bull in a china shop. I took him to the divorce court. I divorced, graped them to kingdom to come. I got the house. I got full custody of the kids. Blah, blah, blah. Do you see this? She admits it. And this is a lot of times you guys, your wives are dragging you in the court and putting you on display. The reason why they're doing this is because they effed up. And they're belligerent. They're not taking the L. They're the ones that has the secret to hide. You don't. And you're going, why are you doing this? Why are you taking my kids away? Why are you dragging me through court? Because they have to be seen as the good person. And they don't want it to come out. And eventually, let me go a little bit fuller screen. Eventually, you'll find out. You'll be like, why is she doing this? And you'll eventually find out that she was cheating first. And she was about to be uncovered. And her family will find this out. What will happen is she will have cheated on you. And then you're divorcing. She's dragging you. She's getting the family to be against you. And then she'll bring the cheat, the person she cheated on with into the family. And then they'll be like, oh, here's your new boyfriend. Well, they'll start to do math. Oh, when did you meet each other? Oh, we worked together. Oh, okay. How long you been working together? For five years. Oh, okay. Um, so um, when did y'all start seeing each other? Three years ago. Oh. Well, that was actually when she was married. 
and y'all start seeing oh okay and y'all was together y'all started yeah oh and then they'll figure out oh yeah well See, what happened was I was already out of my marriage and he, we was already planning on getting divorced and we was always in, already in marriage. Then they'll start putting the math together and go, oh, that trick was cheating first. And all this time, they don't want that information to come out. And so they make you look bad. And then in essence, when they find out she was the cheater, they'll excuse it. Well, I guess your marriage was off the rocks, on off the rails anyway. I guess he was beating you anyway. I guess he was already, she already set the bullshit up. You see, this is what she did. She just admitted it. And she called it your fault. And the whole time she was out there cheating, and instead of getting caught, instead of admitting it, she basically said, I'm the victim. Let's go ahead and listen to more of this. I am pregnant with oh, my starting from the beginning. ex-husband's baby while I'm in the middle of a divorce from my current husband. I've been living two lives, one on another social media platform and one here. But I'm here today to tell you guys, I can't keep living two lives, okay? So yeah, when I was seven years old, I met the love of my life. Um, we literally fell in love. I was seven, he was 10. We got married when I was 19 and he was 21. Um, we had our daughter together, Penelope, she's 12. But here's what I did. I cheated on him with my boss, yeah. I know I'm like a shit person. Um, I got caught and I was pretty belligerent. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna apologize. I am pregnant. Oh, there's a second part to this. Let's go ahead and see if we can. But I'm here today to tell you guys, I can't keep living two lives, okay? I just want you guys to know who I am, know what I'm about, and you'll either love me or hate me. The story is so ratchet. You're probably going to think it's crazy. But hi, I'm Abby. Most of you probably know me as House of Keto on TikTok. Um, but I'm here to tell you guys, I've been living two lives. When I was seven years old, I met the love of my what life. Um, we literally fell in love. I was seven, he was 10. We got married when I was 19 and he was 21. We, heard um, we had our daughter together, Penelope, she's 12. But here's what I did. I cheated on him with my boss. Um, I got caught and I was pretty belligerent. Hey. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna apologize. 10 years later, here we go. living a miserable life because I ended up marrying our boss, the man that- Okay, all right, sorry. They had, she had to repeat herself. So. Now she's living a miserable life, right? I'm not happy. That she created for herself. She created. Now she said, I lived a miserable life the last 10 years because she created it for herself. Let's go ahead and listen. That I cheated on him with. We had a child together and we are literally in the middle of a divorce right now. But I'm pregnant with my first husband's baby. She had to whisper this. I don't know if you're keeping track. She had a baby with Jermaine. She cheated on Jermaine with her boss. She then married her boss. And she wasn't, then she married her boss. I'm not happy. She had a miserable <laughs> life. And now she's been still getting her cheeks clapped by the baby daddy Jermaine. And now she's going through a divorce with the boss that she married and she cheated on Jermaine with. And now she's knocked up in the middle of a divorce by Jermaine. She, she's married to her boss in her second marriage, and that's the guy she got pushed into his arm. But now she's knocked up by Jermaine, the first husband that she was sleeping with the entire time after she cheated on him. Bruh. Well, he's actually not my first husband, but that's another story for another day. And what? that other one doesn't really count because I was just a ratchet teenager and I ran away from home and like married this guy that I didn't even know. But I'm here. Okay, you see that? She tried to excuse it. I was just a ratchet teenager. I was young and dumb. I ran off with Jermaine. 
And I, she made all the excuses in the book. No accountability. It doesn't count. Ma'am, it counts. You are a mother. You have a child. It counts. Oh, it doesn't count. But you brought life into the world with this man. I just excuse it. I was a young teenager. I ran off with this person. I married him. I procreated with him. And he's been out of life. But I've been still che uh, cheating with it. Bro. Mm. And people are listening to this and like, eh. You will give her a pass and you will still you will still knock her boots here today to tell you guys I can't keep living two lives. OK, I just want you guys to know who I am. And thank God for social media. Thank God for social media. You guys are against social media and thinking it's uh, it's bad for women. I think it's absolutely fantastic, especially as a content creator. I think that's the best thing that ever happened. Right. Because, yes, it killed romance, it killed relationships, but it actually revealed who these people are. And they have no shame to put these stories out here. They have no shame to wiggle their body and wiggle their body for money. And then they want to say, wait. What happened? Where did all the men Thank go? God we get to see this. Because these, if you're a red pill guy, per se, you've been seeing these actions from women for years. And they've been saying, where are you meeting these women? What kind of women do you know? Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but that's never happened to me. Even guys will say that. Well, I'm sorry y'all struggling with women, but I'm having success. This is all blue pill uh, response to try to put you down and then uplift themselves. Well, I ain't having no problem with the women because I got game. And I've all the women I've pumped and dumped have been attractive top models. You'll hear this goofy stuff from men. And they think that people are going to say, oh, really? What's your secret? Oh, you're the man because you've never had any problems. All right. They, they think that somebody else is going to. You're absolutely right. It's you incels over here. Same thing with these women, right? Where are you meeting these women? I've never known a woman like this, despite the fact we knew that was absolutely impossible. They've been bickering at each other since the fourth grade. Since preschool, they've been attacking each other and they've known women to be sluts. They've known women to be dangerous. They've known women to be reckless. They know they themselves have participated in this lifestyle in a gray area and then skirted accounts accountability. But then when you bring it up prior to TikTok, it was what? Now the excuse is not all women are like that. Mm. Now they got to lean in on that. Well, that doesn't represent all women. Nobody said it should represent all women. See, we don't deal with all women. We deal with a certain segment of women. <laughs> and it could be one of us or a multitude of us. Obviously, if you're listening to me, you got involved with a toxic woman. And not only did you get involved with a toxic woman, you actually um, got blamed for the scenario. How many of you guys have dealt with the situation? You guys have been ran through the entire gamut, the court of public opinion, right? You've been ran through it. You've been abused. Simps called you incels. Simps called you. What, what did they say? You must not have been hitting it right. You must not have been hitting your wife right. See, it's been your fault. Take accountability. I ain't sure. We got to take accountability as men. Okay. But when we realize we got blamed for the whole scenario and now these women are on TikTok exposing them and we're going, damn, that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> See, this is the this is the prop. This is the thing that we should be happy about on TikTok. We're happy that these women are exposing this because now we can say, See, there's toxic women out here. And because you as a man, I never dealt with these women and I had my woman in check. 
How many women you got now? Zero. Mm. I pumped it up all the top models and I've had success with women. I have no problems here. You know what I'm about and you'll either love me or hate me. The story is so ratchet. You're probably going to think it's crazy. But hi, I'm Abby. Most of you probably know me as House of Keto on TikTok. Um, but I'm here to tell you guys, I've been living two lives. When I was seven years old, I met the love of my life. Um, we literally fell in love. I was seven. He was 10. We got married when I was 19 and he was 21. Um, we had our daughter together, Penelope. She's 12. But here's what I did. I cheated on him with my boss. Um, I got caught and I was pretty belligerent. Like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize. 10 years later, living a miserable life because I ended up marrying our boss, the man that I cheated on him with. We had a child together and we are literally in the middle of a divorce right now. But I'm pregnant with my first husband's baby. Well, he's actually not my first husband, but that's another story for another day. And that other one doesn't really count because. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. And they will, you, they will come on TikTok with this. I mean, I'm absolutely, it's crazy. They will record this, edit it, review it, and then post it. Do you realize what she went through to post this video? She recorded it. Now, before she recorded it, she got full hair and makeup and got into good lighting. This was a production. And not only did she record it, I mean, prep it, she recorded it. And then she put these little things up here. She put this little whatever you call it. She she tagged it or whatever you want to call it. She put the headline up, edited it with filter, reviewed it, posted it. <laughs> what? Where are y'all waking up? You guys got to realize I do this for a living. This is not easy to do. You must have time. This took her an hour to put out. This didn't happen. This took her over an hour to produce. If you count the makeup and the hair being done and all that. This took over an hour, and she posted this, bruh. Because I was just a ratchet teenager, and I ran away from home and, like, married this guy that I didn't even know. But I'm here today to tell you guys I can't keep living two lives, okay? I just want you guys to know who I am, know what I'm about, and you'll either love me or hate me. The story is so Oh, man, okay, I'm done with this one, man. Listen, um, let me see this. There's a, there's, a, there's a video. This is what we have to explain. These are wives doing this to husbands, okay? And many times the husband takes the L. The husband takes an L on this one and they look bad. I'm going to play the uh, portion of this video um, that um, that a content creator now has put out. And it's gotten quite a good uh, amount of views. You can go subscribe to his channel if you wish. Let me see if I can play this here. Here is um, he's got a British accent. Shout out to everybody with the British accent. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play. It's going to reveal the marriage will It's basically the marriage will video. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who is the content creator here? His name is, uh, what is it? It's not on my YouTube. Okay. Here is some Here it is. Manhood is his channel. Manhood is his channel. And um, let's see here. He goes by Manhood. 35,000 subscribers. Congratulations to him. And this video has got 170, almost close to 170,000 views. So this is great for him uh, to get um, some traction. This might be a content creator rebranded, rebranded. I don't know. But let's listen to this video. Information from a woman who studied women's infidelity. She basically categorizes the relationship as a journey, a stage-by-stage -stage process where a woman's feelings change and she starts losing sexual desire. Fair use, fair use. Guys, you, uh, many women find themselves in this situation and they feel guilty. 
and then they stop performing for you. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. And so they feel guilty and start going through stages of trying to get themselves mentally in a situation because what happens is they'll say this. I'm not happy. <laughs> so this video is basically the marriage will. It's going to take you through it. These stages are very clear and women are also able to identify which stage they stand in. As men, we need to know about these stages as well so we can spot them when they come and make preparations. Absolutely. Here's how it starts. When at stage, one will start feeling that something is missing in their lives. Mm -hmm. They have all the things that they wanted, a home, a family, a great husband, but they feel they should be happier. Yeah, so. I'm not happy. <laughs> And so in this situation, guys, this was the 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 documentary or the Netflix series Sex Over Life. And so she had the house. She had the beta husband. She had his salary. She had the kids. This is called the investment stage. And then she'll stay what? Bait and switch. I'm not happy. <laughs> okay. This is sex over life. And a lot of women are like, I would never do this. I would never. Bro, it don't matter. Dude, once they've experienced it, it is what it is. If you've never been to this point of the investment stage, you don't know what you're going to do. And then they'll start feeling guilt. Is this what I really wanted out of life? They'll start to hit the wall. You know, is this what I really wanted out of life? The husband was not the first choice. He was the backup choice, but he's the good man. He's the good father. He's the good husband, but she's loses sexual desire. Plant, uh, continuing. Over time, many women in this stage begin to lose interest in sex. They avoid physical contact with their husbands so they can avoid sex. They frequently complain of physical ailments to avoid having sex and will avoid going to bed at the same time as their husbands. They view sex as a job, not unlike doing the dishes or going to the grocery store. So, so sometimes uh, the women will be like, all you want from me is sex and I can't even, I can't be your sex doll. I can't do this. But then when you cheat on them, you lose, right? But they really aren't sexually interested in you. And this is why guys that say, I want her soul and prostitutes working with pay for play you don't get her soul you don't get her emotion well that's the same thing you can say about wives when they perform for their husbands the amount of sexist marriages are incredibly high and the amount of sex that you have is incredibly low the longer the marriage goes some women in stage run claim they feel violated when their husbands touch them yep uh that's important they feel violated when their husbands touch them you if you ever are in a marriage that will come up at least once or twice. Even um, that Jada Pinkett Smith's mom said that the husband used to grape her. Or the wife will say, why are you always grabbing on me and touching me? There was a meme where they had a sound effect of a wife, a woman being, she just wanted to cuddle with her, her mate and the mate began to grope, began to grope her. And she'd be like, uh, uh, uh. like, why do you always have to grope me? So, this is setting up a disaster for you because she's saying she's sexually assaulted in her own marriage. Let's continue. Bodies freeze up and they feel tightness in their chest and slash or a sick feeling in their stomach. The majority of women in stage one feel as though there is something wrong with them, that they are in some way defective. They are also fearful that their disinterest in sex will cause their husbands to cheat or worse yet, leave them. Okay, so I, I'm going to make this a little bit larger. So, um, again, the fear is because I'm disinterested in sex, he's going to leave me, but they feel guilty for not performing, and then eventually they'll just give you duty sex. They'll give you duty sex. Okay, I'll do it just so you won't cheat on me. So it's not that they're into you. They're doing it as a means of, okay, let me keep him here. 
Remember I showed you that TikTok where the woman was like, after you uh, turn your husband down for three days in a row and you got to prepare to get give your husband sex. I played that one. She was like, after turning them down for three days and giving getting myself prepared to get sex from my husband. Guys, there's the desire is gone. This is out of obligation. This is out of pity. This is out of a need for her to keep you. Continuing. This is where it starts. The honeymoon period has gone over and she has realized the consequences of a long-term relationship. Her hypergamous nature is coming in. And what's laughable is most women cannot even explain this behavior. It just happens to them and they don't feel responsible for it either. Then we move on to stage two. Women at stage two experience a reawakened desire stimulated by an encounter outside the marital relationship. Okay. Yep. Whether with a new man involving sex or a platonic relationship, women will give a lot of significance to these encounters and will remember them. Okay, so typically what happens here, we can give you a few examples of this. Oh, he's going to give the Titanic example right here. This is fair use. Thank you for letting me share this video, Manhood. Um, go subscribe to his channel and give him some views and likes. But uh, on this one, um, this could be the work husband. This could be the new guy at work. This could be the club, the girls' nights out. This is the danger of that. This could be social media, men reaching out. This could be her ex, her ex-boyfriend, as we just exhibited in the previous video. So uh, women are going to say, this is not true. Well, we've already showed you examples of this. This is not on Netflix. This is the this is on YouTube. All right. But the Sex Over Life series is on Netflix, which is symbolizing this exact thing. Continue. It's kind of like that woman does in Titanic. Years of marriage, and she remembers that affair she had with a guy on a boat. Many women in this stage haven't felt any sexual desire for a long time. Many experience guilt and regret. They know what they're doing is wrong. Most begin to experience what could be termed an identity crisis. All right, so there's the midlife crisis that we talked about last week, but they're going through an identity crisis. Seven-year itch, they're like, damn, like, um, I, I lost my body weight from having kids. I've been a mother, and I'm the guy's been at work, and she's giving you problems, but she's going through the crisis. She's not happy. She might be depressive. She might de be depressed. And she's like, "What? what's wrong with me? I thought being a good wife would be enough, and it's not enough because the fairy tale is no longer a fairy tale. She's getting older. The attention's not the same. Someone else is giving her attention. And they'll all excuse this as your fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's when, fault. When this happens, it's going to be your fault. Just so you guys know, this is why it's important. The importance isn't knowing she's going to do this or accepting this or arguing if they're going to do this or not or even betting against it. The argument is when this happens, it's going to be your fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's And fault. she's going to run the court of public opinion. And she's going to say what? He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He worked too much. He didn't work enough. He didn't take me out. He didn't take care of the kids. He took care of the kids too much. He wasn't hugging me. He wasn't holding me. You're go it's going to be your fault. That's the problem in our society. It's not that they're doing it because, honestly, men are doing a portion of this as well. So this is why I don't get into the who cheats the most. It don't matter. Both people are cheating. What matters is. You lose because you're going to get stripped in the court, uh, in the in the family court, when they go through this identity crisis. You're going to get stripped. You're going to strip. You're going to lose your kids. You're going to take a hit socially. You're going to lose money. 
all because she tried to figure out her own life. I'm not happy. <laughs> Constant reminders are everywhere. They feel guilt when the topic of infidelity arises, whether in the media, in conversations with family and friends, or at home with their husbands. Women in this stage feel like hypocrites every time she speaks against cheating. They want to cheat and engage in reckless sexual pleasure, but society is still somewhat successful in holding them back. True. Women will question their good girl status and feel that they might not be deserving of their husbands. Many will try to overcome feelings of guilt by becoming more attentive toward and appreciative of their husbands. So um, if your girlfriend or a fiance or wife says, you're too good for me, this is the indication of what that means. Is she wants to be a bad girl. She knows she doesn't deserve you. You're the good guy. You're the beta. You're the cleanup guy. You're the guy that made her happy. And she's having feelings of guilt because in her mind, and society has programmed her to not want sex outside of her marriage. But when she's married and have kids, she has these feelings and she thinks something's wrong with her. So she's going to say, you don't deserve me. Okay. You don't deserve me. You're too good for me. And that's going to be a red flag. That tells you she wants to be in these streets, right? She wants to be in these streets. In these streets. But she can only keep up the act for so long. So she will move from appreciation to justification. Yep. And women are emotional like that. She will bring up all kinds of reasons to justify her actions. Okay. She will justify her need to cheat by saying her desires were not being met. Yep. You pushed me into his arms. You were controlling insecure, right? Um, you also, um, uh, the whole belligerent. Even though the conflict started from her end, she was the one who lost sexual interest and created this physical divide. By the way, I've showed you an article from a woman that says it is women in monogamous relationships that lose sexual interest first. So we've actually proven that on this show before. I'm not going to do it now because I'm doing a show. But women are the ones who lose sexual interest first in monogamy. Although they will still sleep with you, it is out of duty or obligation. It's not because there's passion and emotion. Sometimes if they have a little bit of alcohol, there'll be passion and emotion. But there's like, okay, I got to, they acknowledged this before. So let's continue. Women will become negative and sarcastic. She cannot outright create mm. conflict. So she will be passive aggressive. Okay. That's very important here. Sorry. I got to stop this because he's hitting so many good points. This is the marriage wheel home run for him. Passive aggressive attacks, sarcasm, sassy, disobedience, testing, shit testing. This is all stuff we experience, but we pass it off. This is why I say guys that promote holding masculine frame over time, they're, they're saying accept abuse, accept abuse and overcome it by holding masculine frame. We have to change that narrative. I don't put people down for promoting masculine frame because they're right. However, what they're saying is accept abuse. And this guy is saying they're being sassy, sarcastic. They're putting you down. They start joking. They start saying, you can't handle me. Um, they start doing a passive aggressive attack. These are all forms of abuse. Shit testing. This is abusive behavior. And we excuse it as some sort of, oh, women are acting like women. No, 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 no. We got to call it what it is. It's abuse. She will nag and spread negativity in the house. There you go. And this is when she will also have an affair. Women at stage three are involved in an affair or contemplating divorce. Women who are having affairs experience feelings unlike anything they have experienced before. They feel alive again, and many believe they have found their soulmates. These women think they've fallen in love again. They typically believe that what they are doing is wrong and unfair to their husbands, 
yet are unable to end their affairs. Before meeting with their lovers, they will vow that it will be the last time they meet, but they will rarely stick to this decision. It's for the last time, the last time. Unable to end their extramarital relationships, women in stage three conclude that their lovers are soul mates because they are unaware that they have become addicted to the high caused by chemicals released during the initial stages of relationship. So this is what I call love addiction. All right. So she was addicted to love. You gave her the feeling of good love. You give good love to me, baby. Um, and then the love dies. She feels guilty. She finds the love somewhere else. And then she's connected to that new feeling of love, the tingles, the, the, the nervousness in her belly, the anticipation of seeing the new partner, the, the sneaky behavior that you do when you cheat. This is what both people experience. This isn't just women, but this is directed towards women. Uh, both people experience this. This is love addiction. This is love addiction, and you can't control it because you excuse bad behavior because you feel a certain way. Let's go ahead and continue. Many live in a state of limbo for years. Should I stay married or should I get a divorce? Now, the divorce is planned before the wedding, but many women will be in a marriage and have these things going on in the background for years. And then she's planning the divorce for years. And then she files. This is the question continuously on the minds of women at stage three. In most cases, husbands of women at stage three will launch futile attempts to make their wives happy by being more attentive, Listen. spending more time at home, and helping out around the house. So this is the Tom Brady. By the way, if your wife's looking at you like this, you're done. Um, <clears throat> she's basically indifferent to this person. But uh, this is the Tom Brady. Leave, uh, change for me. Make me happy. If you do this, make me happy. If you spend more time with the kids, make me happy. If you leave your job and go to a different job, you make me happy. If you stop working too much, make me happy. Um, you'll do all of these hoops and hurdles to keep her going. And then eventually she's going to divorce you anyway. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. Do chore play. If you cleaned up around the house, if you help put the kids to bed, if you, if you let me go to work, if you, if you let me work more hours, the night shift, where she going to get plowed in the damn, uh, back of the, uh, convenience store. All right, dude, if you let me go to girls nights out uh, and just let my hair down, you're going to be like, okay, honey. Okay, honey. Okay, honey. Okay, honey. And then eventually you're going to do it. Relent. And she's going to divorce you anyway. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's divorcing you anyway. So it don't matter what you do. The divorce is coming. Regardless of women's past and present complaints, the last thing women at stage three want is to spend more time with their husbands. Yep. The reason many. Yep. Yep. So Giselle, Tom Brady, listen up. If you just stayed home and came home and took the kids to school and then we would have time to hang out. The last thing she really wants is your present there. And then eventually she's going to feel oh. This is my house. You're in my space. You're in my space now, and you're here too much. If you think spending more time is going to help, that's you not understanding the law of diminishing returns. The more time you spend, the worse it gets. Continue. Women will give up their desire to separate in the search for self. They convince their husbands that they might be able to save their marriage if they can just have time for themselves. Yeah. No. They tell their husbands that time apart is the only hope of improving their current situation. Well, it's over to bite in. Women at this stage want to free themselves of the restrictions of marriage and spend more time with their lovers. Yep. Most think that eventually their confusion will disappear. They think they will eventually know with certainty whether they want to stay married or get divorced and be with their lovers. Separation allows women at this stage to enjoy the high they experience with their lovers without giving up the security of their marriages. Husbands of stage three women 
are often unaware that their wives are having affairs. Yeah. Their lack of suspicion is typically due to their wife's disinterest in sex and in their belief that their wife is a good girl's. Women so what you're hearing there is basically he's going to be like, maybe if I hit it better, or maybe if I took her out on an adventure, or maybe if I took her to Cabo and got the heart-shaped bed and spread out flowers. Um, you know, these are the things that men are going to go through. Oh, my woman would never cheat. I don't have to look at her phone. No, she, she would never do that. And you find out the hard way. And at this stage, will often place the utmost importance on finding a new relationship that will give them the feeling they experience in their affairs. A new relationship with a new partner will also represent a clean slate, a chance for these women to regain their good girl status. Some women will search for new partners during their separations. Others will return to their marriages, but not emotionally, and still continue to search. So what happens is she's going to go out there. She's going to have the fling and affair, get her insides pushed to her esophagus. In these streets. And uh, she's going to try to find another mate. Nobody's going to commit to her. And then she'll go back to comfort. Oh, baby, take me back. Baby, come back. Oh, I realize over time. But she'll have her insides pushed to her esophagus by five dudes. Okay. And none of those dudes will commit. And she'll go running back if she needs to. The biggest joke is women will suddenly regain sexual feelings when their husbands also start losing interest. When they feel like their husbands are also cheating on them or contemplating divorce. Right. It's seriously messed up. Stage four. All right. Before we go on to that, that's basically what's going to happen is the woman denied, denied, denies. She gives a lazy effort. And then the guy will start losing interest. He'll stop approaching her. Well, you never initiate. And I always have to initiate. Well, if you always, if he initiates and you've trained him to deal with rejection more than he deals with success, then he's going to become disinterested. And then she's going to become, as she ages, more interested in intimacy. And then, you know, after the kids have been around, she's going to become more interested, but he's always, he's already used to rejection in his self-esteem and he's hurt. And then he starts seeking out another woman. Remember, women lose interest in monogamy before men. I showed you this article. And now, because he stops um, initiating with her, then he's going to be the blame. You never initiate and you never do this. You never take me out. You never take. Yeah, all of this bullshit. And he's like, look at he's like, bruh, because 80 percent of the time you're turning me down. The women in stage four included those who chose to stay married and continue their affairs and those who chose to divorce. Some of the women who continued their affairs stated that marital sex was improved by maintaining an extramarital relationship. This is true. The women who chose divorce and were at the beginning stages of a new relationship typically expressed relief at having finally made a decision and reported feeling normal again. However, they still start feeling guilty at having left their children and past husbands like that. And that feeling only grows when she realizes she's feeling the same way in her new marriage after a few years. Ah, so there you go right there. So this is what the other woman, that sister that said she had got married, cheated. She married the guy she cheated uh, that she cheated with, and then she went back to the first guy. So she thought the new love was going to be the answer. This is why I say hopeless romantics are dangerous because they go on the feeling and then they go on the feeling and then the new relationship shows shows up. The feelings go away naturally, and then she's in conflict. Well, that was your dumbass by following feelings. I get it. Feelings are a part of this. But when you follow feelings only and wreck everything else, now you have a whole bunch of wreckage that you have to correct. This is the problem. It's so messed up that I want to throw up. She will jump from marriage to marriage. Yep. Unless you maintain your frame and keep your cool, there's no way to stop her. 
Women will choose the oldest trick and say, I'm not happy. Yep. I'm not happy. <laughs> so this, this video is the marriage will on steroids. So he's done a great job to actually create, create uh, the stages himself. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much the marriage will. And um, guys have to recognize this. This is coming. Hafiz, this is coming. All right. Don't think you got 40 years of uh, uh, love and happiness coming along. You don't. You're going to be surprised. She will justify her affairs like that. And when she goes out and tells her story, the people will believe her. Ah, what is that? What is that? The court of public opinion. So she'll justify it. Even the woman in the previous video. Oh, I was belligerent. I kicked and screamed. I blamed it on him. It's all Jermaine's fault, right? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And guess what? Everybody's going to believe her. Oh, yeah. I would never believe you're a shameless 304 yes the husband's controlling yes oh he's abusive he's insecure he's verbally abusive he attacks he's bad for the kids yeah he's an asshole he's an alcoholic he touched the kids he smoked weed he plays video games all day oh yeah oh yeah girl oh yeah and she knows she has the support system of society she knows it we're raised at women who slept around but now they point to the hard-working man even though research shows that more women cheat than men and most often men are unaware that their wives are cheating on them. But guys, if you go to sleep and she's looking at her phone with her back to you over the, it's a cheat. That's cheating. Okay. Just go ahead and lock it up. If this is how she's positioning herself in the phone, I don't care in any way, shape, or form, she cheating. Women will go deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole trying to understand their marriage and trying to make sense of it. They are trying to justify a situation cannot be made real she cannot seek sexual pleasure elsewhere and live under the money and security of another man oh but they'll do it and um they're having the best of both worlds but she will delay it all and moan about how her husband was evil yep and he treated her harshly yep she will delay the process as long as she can once she sees she's losing she'll throw in the towel end with a divorce and still win ah and still win so you were in a no-win this is why we say you're in a no-win situation and most of these things happen to good men. This is why women say, where's all the good men? Wait, hold on for a second. What happened? Where did all the men Well, go? this is why you old people shouldn't be dating. Because many times, if, if you're an older woman, 35 and up, you're probably dealing with a man who's already dealt with this. This is your problem. Most men have already dealt with this type of thing, this divorce, this manipulative, this she, she was trying to play, uh, get best of both worlds. We've already experienced toxic women. And then the new women will show up. Well, not all women are toxic. And so you're trying to get him to roll the dice twice. Right? You're trying to get him to go, okay, not all women are like that. Uh, I'll, I'll try you. And then eventually what happens? <laughs> then eventually you go, oh, damn, I got God again. And then she goes, well, it was your fault. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. While the man who was nothing but sincere will pay half his paycheck to her. Yep. Hundreds of men go through this process and they come out feeling misogynistic and burning with rage. Ah, oh, there you go. They, they're they bitter and hurt. And so when they get bitter and hurt, the reason why they stay bitter and hurt, and yes, they're bitter and hurt. The reason why is nobody says, you know what? You got screwed. Everybody says, well, you picked the wrong one. They blame him. 
Not only will society blame him, women will blame him. Men will blame him. Well, you must not have been hitting it right. You must not have been doing right by her. You must have been abusing her. You didn't know how to do this. You didn't hold masculine frame. You're a sim. You're a virgin. You're an incel. You bitter. You hurt. They got all kind of names for you. Nobody looking out for you. <laughs> right? They blame you. And then you want to delete yourself. You, you don't got your kids. You paying half of your paycheck. Nobody, nobody got no protection from him. And they know the woman was at fault. She's going to play this cycle until she loses her looks. And no man wants to cheat on her. That's when she will finally settle down. So for all the married men out there, when she says, I'm not happy. By the way, he said that's when she'll settle down. When? When she's 40, 42, 45, 50. That's when they'd be like, I'm looking, just looking for my soul. But I've been good. Yeah, I've been out here in these streets acting. But now, or they'll say things like, I know the, what's going on with hookup culture. Why are guys still wanting to hook up? Well, because you had all the fun. Now, we want to have some fun. And you're like, these guys don't want to commit. They're afraid to commit. They're afraid to settle down. Look, that's what look she has on her face. What happened? Where did all the Then they start blaming you for not wanting to settle down after she about to hit the wall at warp speed. She got about a year or two at best to give you that's good years and the rest going to be hell. But how come you don't want to settle down? How come I can't find a high value man? It's a vicious cycle, man. And the only way it corrects is until women acknowledges this. The fact that they're not acknowledging that this is the, the things that they're going to go through is actually delaying the growth between men and women. Yes, men have their problems, but men overwhelmingly acknowledge and accept their problems. And men overwhelmingly accept that they effed up. Even when they didn't F up, they'll say, yeah, I effed up. Even when you didn't, just to progress, you'll say, I effed up. Women, many women are going, you guys need to fix yourself. And even men are coming over here. You guys need to fix yourself. And we're saying, why don't you acknowledge the women? Nobody want to say nothing. <laughs> Better start preparing. Don't bother trying to fix things. Don't even bother trying to take her out somewhere nice. Don't treat her like a normal functioning human being. Yeah, I'm not happy is over, guys. This is what we're telling you. I'm not happy. <laughs> soon as she says that, it's over. Just go ahead and leave. Don't fix nothing. Just go ahead and trade her ass in now. Give her the divorce now. File. Get out of there. Move. Oh, you're not happy? Okay, I'm out. This is just a manipulative tactic. When we say manipulation is a tactic, does it make her evil per se? But they all use the same tactic. He, I'm not happy. He pushed me into his arms. He's controlling and insecure, and he's verbally abusive. Come on. How many times have we heard these tropes? It's the same story every single time. And they go ahead and pull it out when they need to. Execute order 66. She's caught in her storm of emotions, and that only means bad news for you. Park your money elsewhere. Yep. Take care of your children. Track her movements. And most importantly, get ready to ditch her before she ruins you that's it for today Done. so um let me see here go look up manhood is this name's channel i hope i don't get him in trouble when i share stuff then all of a sudden people be going over there reporting <laughs> don't get him in trouble let me get on the super chats here because we're approaching the three hour mark remember i'm doing the ch shift in my content three hours in the morning probably an hour or less in the afternoon and evening um until we get this whole thing corrected into the winter. All right. Uh, the, my 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 schedule is over, meaning the pandemic schedule of two streams a day is kind of coming to an end. But we'll shift it. Shout out to 
Robert Charles. He says, uh, just want to thank you for your wise words while going through my divorce. I got out unscathed and my ex still will let me knock the boots anytime we're together. Hashtag free agent lifestyle and free agent for life. And by the way, she's going to have a new boyfriend and you're still going to have hit the skins. Uh, shout out to Carlo. He says, does shame exist nowadays? Not anymore. We've got rid of shame in our society, except when it applies to men. But there's no shame. This is why you can have a Lizzo and a Cardi B and a WAP. And then these people are still mothers and they've crossed the line. We're now living in gray areas. This is why I'm against gray areas. I'm against this whole, well, in this situation and in that situation, there was a time where it, everything was either black or white. All right, you choose the middle. It is what it is. Shout out to Monkey D. He says, wait, I'm late. Hafiz is married. All right, shout out to him. I don't want to keep sneak this in Hafiz. Uh, but um, if he does want to come on and learn a thing or two, all right, he can let me know. But uh, he has taken shots at, you know, me like content creators like me telling telling us we're selling you a bill of goods or a, not a bill of goods. We're selling you a bad deal. And he hasn't had the experience yet to be able to speak on it. So maybe I can teach him a thing or two. All right, Albert Ingram. Ingram, I'm so thankful for TikTok. Women expose themselves for who they really are. And I don't want to hear that not all women BS. That's all dead now. That I don't think they could say that because um, unfortunately, the loud minority of women are really giving women a bad name. But but it is what it is. Be real mahogany. You are Mike Tyson with the goat T in my eyes. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. I think that's me. All right, Jason B. He said, you can't make this stuff up, please. Uh, blessing CGA. Can't make it up. Uh, guys, we even have to stop that phrase, you can't make this up. We've been telling you what it is. But at this particular point, it's up to you to accept it and then figure out how you're going to live your life around it. Hopeless romanticism is dead. That was at a time when we were pretty much innocent to an extent and sheltered and bubbled. There's no more shelter. Everything's out here wide open, more or less than not. You know, I mean, listen, literally and figuratively. Amar says dudes can't hang out. Wait, dudes can't hang without asking if there will be chicks. Yep. So that's an example of a guy who's distracted. I get it. Listen, I like women too. I like women. I like to be around women. I like the way they comb their hair. But if that's what you do every day, where the holes at? I'm not going to do that unless any holes are there. Uh, you're really going to miss out in life. And you're going to find out when you do things that you want to do, hoes are going to be there. They always going to be there. All right. OG1 says, court of public opinion never benefits the child. It never benefits. The, that's actually true unless they do say you did something to the child. But um, anytime they do that and you have children, guys, this is the dangers of having children in today's world because um, your children are going to be used as pawns against you emotionally and legally. And thus, then when you try to correct that and you try to say, well, listen, don't ruin my reputation with my children. They don't care. They say, don't separate me and my children. They don't care. I'm going to show you a video later. Hopefully, if I remember, there's a young, there's a woman who has a child. He's a 15 year old guy. He's six foot two, 275 pounds. And this woman, single mother, can't control him. And he went and tore up her whole apartment. Now, the question is, where's the dad? Well, in our society, we've allowed women to say, I don't need the dad. I'll raise the kid by myself until child support runs out or until she can't control that, that beast. 
that guy, the, the, the young child is a beast now. He's he's developing he's developing into a man and he needs men around. Yes, you think you can raise kids on your own, but you can't. And we shouldn't even um um you shouldn't even say that in our society and allow women to think they can do this. But when that child he's no longer a baby boy, he becomes a man and he becomes to resent her and he becomes to miss his father. Then he acts out against a woman and she plays the victim. Oh my God, I can't control him. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, where's the dad? Why isn't he around? Oh, he left me. Guys, that's no longer an excuse because he left you. He didn't leave the children. He left you. That should not penalize him from not seeing his kid and raising them. And odds are you made the scenario so bad to be around his kids that he no longer, he chose to just leave the kids. He was like, forget this shit. Can we acknowledge that as a truth? To say that that's not a truth is disingenuous. Many times women make it complicated to even be with the kids and make him report, well, you got to report to me. You got to ask me. You got to, dudes will be like, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> and then you blame him for leaving you. No, he left you. He didn't leave the kids. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Uh, but, you know, nobody wants to listen to me. It's just crazy. Uh, DJ, DJ says, dude, I'm at a pit stop in AM's stomping ground. He says, thanks for fueling me to uh, continue to travel. He says, I can imagine how much money I'd waste if I still had a wife. Just saw Elton. Is it Elton John last night on the Fair World Tour? Next stop, Mecca of Hip Hop. And I got a ticket to the Survivor Series War Games in Boston. He says, which is complete, will, which will complete my East Coast journey. Then all I'm ready to really need to do is Wisconsin for the Midwest. And I'm done for the continental United States. And he says, and all ready to get some passport stamps in my pocket. You and the rest of the Manosphere are inspiring inspiration for thriving in a world where memes are number one birth, number two, get dumped by a bad beat, and then death. That's what people set you up for. Congratulations. Sorry for that. But look, man, he's he's traveling. And what I I um I'm not against the passport bros, but I'm also my free agent lifestyle said travel the world to get to get culture, to realize your perspective of life, to realize that there's more than what you learned from your single mother. Okay, there's more than doing family reunion vacation trips, and that's it. Shout out to Kaylin F. A lesson for men, never take a cheating woman back. Women are not sorry for cheating. That's right. He says, just like they'll cover up their body counts, they'll cover up their infidelities. And nobody's sorry for cheating. They're sorry they got caught. But uh, we will run back to a woman who's cheated on us. I don't get it. Robert P., he says, was in mediation today, asked for primary, and when she wouldn't give it up, she told the mediator to tell me, F you, to this offer. Off the court we go. When the, uh, uh, Just so you guys know, when a woman goes to mediation, she's not there to negotiate fairness. <laughs> she's not there. If you need a mediator, that means you're screwed already. Because what she should do is just say, okay, 50-50 right off the bat. But if you got to go to a mediator and then go in there and then negotiate custody, you're screwed already. Just go ahead and get ready to go to court. All right. Mediators are just the next step to court, just like a marital counseling is the next step to divorce. More likely than not, they're not going to save the marriage. 
And most likely, more often than not, the mediator is going to make you take a raw deal as opposed to a fair deal. Pro man explainer, Coach Alini, he says, you're going to light, wait, you going light on the homosexual these days living all up under someone. Now, I've been calling out these homosexuals. And many times a woman will run back to you because you have comfort and security. They're not back because they're sexually desiring you. Caitlin says, for the woman who says only God can judge me for being a 304 newsflash, God never wanted you to be a 304. Um, I think he's kind of announced that in this book called The Holy Bible. And uh, we've gone away from the teachings of, of the Lord. <laughs> we've gone away from God. Our God, we live in a godless society. And uh, it, whether you're atheist or super duper religious, you will say you can't believe in 100% benefit there was a benefit from shame in a God society, having God in the world, right? And uh, you don't have to be a spiritual believer to believe that. There has to be some sort of, you don't have to have a religion per se, but there should be some sense of there's penalties, there's accountability. And that's what God represents. That's what spirituality represents. There's something to be accountable for, whether it's through whether it's through nature, whether it's through the, a true spirit, whether it's through, through, through a spiritual being, there's accountability, and uh, we've gone from that, meaning I have no accountability. No matter what decision I make, I'm, I have zero accountability. I have no, there's no repercussions to anyone else. That's where we are now. And men have done this, but women have now done this on steroids. And society, society's religion has warned you that once that happens, your society's done. I'm trying to clean it up for the non-spiritual people and the spiritual people. Religion has warned you. Once that happens, it's over for you. Now, you know, if, you, if you're one that says this is not true, I don't know what to tell you. You have seen the decay of society. You have seen the birth rate decrease. You have seen women overly express getting rid of male fetuses and having no, absolutely no, accountability for it long-term and they will do it multiple times. We get, we did a whole stream on this. Many people are doing this three, four, five times. Then they're out here. What happened? Where did all the men go? Well, you know where they are. They're out here being terminated early. Can we acknowledge that? Statistically, that's probably the truth. They haven't even been able to get to be 20 years old. And if they got to be 20 years old, most of the time a man is not even there. <laughs> there's no man that was even raising him to be a man, a proper man to a woman. So you want men raised primarily by women to be good to women and understand how to be good to women. How? How's that going to happen? This hasn't worked over 50-year period. This has not worked. When the women have been raising the kids and the young boys, the boys are doing what? Treating these women like hoes. I mean, what do you want me to do? It's a bad recipe for disaster, but it's not changing anytime soon. This is what gives me no hope in society because we st still keep pushing it. Had we went another direction and we said, all right, let's correct this bullshit. Let's bring back shame. Let's make sure hoes stay hoes. All right, let's stay, let these pimps stay pimps. And then we work in the middle. Everybody accountable for the next. If we start doing that, then I would be like, we have hope. But we're going the opposite way where we're fully embracing it and we're continuing to go down this cycle of debauchery.
and deviance and whatnot. And then you blame me. You come on my show and say it's my fault that I'm telling men to go their own way and be free agents. Like, this is our only choice. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Tell them to go back while you listening to Cardi B and Summer Walker and one around here listening to Ariana Grande and poisoning yourself and tattooing yourself to death and running around here, got OnlyFans and want jobs. You want husbands after being out here in these streets? Like, what do you want me to do, man? In hey. the streets. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Shout out to Edmund Dante says, my buddy who got divorced last year is getting me too. He says, this was after he got with the 35-year-old with three kids, two different dads. He wants to get back with his ex-wife. Oh, it's over for you. Hey, man, men, one divorce and give it up. Women, one divorce, give it up. Go raise some kids. Go get a job. Um, It's over for you. In my opinion, we should have a one divorce rule and you shouldn't be able to get married for another 10 years. We should have some damn rules on this marriage. But of course, that would put divorce attorneys out of business and the family court. One marriage, one divorce, and if you got two baby daddies, you're unmarriageable. We need some damn standards. <laughs> Come on, man. We be out here talking about, well, I got three baby daddies, and I'm still marriageable, and I divorced two men. Oh, my God. And you simps fall for it. Kung Guru, coach saving lives, indeed. All right, did you double that up? Shout out to Too Tall. Ed Too Tall Jones in the building. Nope, that's Too Tall. And then... um. Kung Guru says, keep saving lives. That's what he should have said. Uh, this is what's called standards. Of course, women can have standards and men can't. Uh, it's a weird world. All right, let me make sure I cleared the queue. We got to the three-hour mark. Again, the morning show will go to three hours. Afternoon show going to be less than an hour or so. I'm only going to cover one story. And uh, we got everybody on PayPal. Thank you very much. We got everybody on Venmo. Thank you very much. And we got all the Super Chats. And all the cash apps. Appreciate y'all for being here. We'll be back later on today. Shout out to the coach. Oh, do me a favor. Hit the like button on the building or it's going to get belly deli this afternoon. Okay. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older. Um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you.